Hey everyone, welcome to the OFT Podcast. I'm your host, Joshua Voles, Site Manager, Emperor, Supreme Warlord, and Defender of the Faith over at OneFootDown.com on the SB Nation Network. And joining me tonight is the Commissioner, Jude Seymour, and the Chief Inspector, Brendan McAlinden. Fellas, I came to the conclusion that I believe every Dan Brown book slash movie would be infinitely better if it was just fucking Harrison Ford slash Indiana Jones. Like the whole so, thing would just be better. So this is a lot like the uh, the Muppets discussion then, right? <laughs> maybe. Maybe. But so, I mean, okay. So I've been, I've been watching the, uh, the new 1923 series, right? And it's good. Uh, very anti-Catholic. Uh, I got if you haven't watched it yet, be prepared for uh, the most vicious group of nuns uh, that you've ever encountered. Unless you're like a 70 year old man, then you it was probably an everyday occurrence for you. If you're more or less vicious uh, than the nuns in Blues Brothers. More like fucking like brutal. 1923 Catholics out in my Montana, which I think the head priest was French which really was not a good thing if you're like thinking about Notre Dame and started by friend. They were, it's brutal, man. I mean, it is brutal. Uh, so much so that my wife, who actually likes uh, all these uh, these series, I think she liked them more than I did, uh, refuses to watch it. Um, but whatever. Anyways, but Harrison Ford's in the 1923 version, and he plays, you know, Basically, an eighty-year-old man because he's a fucking eighty-year-old man. He is an eighty-year-old man, yeah. And it gets it, it got me thinking today. Like, there's an Indiana Jones coming out next summer, or this upcoming summer. This is an eighty-year-old Indiana Jones. I'm like, how is this gonna go? And basically, I'm like, well, maybe this will basically just be Robert Langdon, you know? Because I mean, what's I mean, what's he gonna do? Outrun, outrun fake Nazis? In uh, the next one, I, I really don't get it. Like he's eighty year old man, and in the in the that twenty nineteen twenty three series, he really does look his age, man. Like he looks like he's struggling to like get off of a horse. So, anyways, but they got me thinking like about Harrison Ford slash Indiana Jones and Dan Brown in the movie slash books. It would just be better if those were Indiana Jones. Like they should, fuck the whole Robert Langdon. I'm a smart Harvard guy. Give it to the the professor. Yeah, I mean it's still a college professor. Right, Indiana Jones was a professor. Yeah, he was just just a lot cool. Like Robert Langdon is the nerdiest nerd nerd of college professors portrayed. Whereas Harrison Ford is like the cool, you know, Indy's the coolest one. So they just, I just think they'd be better movies, better books. I spent forty minutes on the toilet today, probably thinking about this. It's like three in three three different trips. I haven't seen the show that you're talking about, but I do continue to remain amazed that Tom Cruise at 60 years old is making Mission Impossible movies and and assumedly doing still doing his own stunts. So yeah, yeah, he sure is. Shout out to the uh, the olds. Uh, <laughs> I assume that he just I mean, drank L. Ron Hubbard's blood, and that's what's keeping him <laughs> young. But or maybe I mean shit, I took. Is it possible? I, saying, I took a nasty spill this like just like last week out uh, in the driveway, like um you know, ass up in the air, feet up to up to Christ, and came down on my on my elbow, 
my throwing arm. And then I'm trying to like, you know, we're, we're already in doing pitch and drill or, you know, baseball shit with my, with my boys and my, my arm is gone. Like I can't throw right now. And it's like, fuck man, how did these guys do it? And, and pass this age, like, like rumble, tumble and like be okay. Like, I mean, I, yeah, I'm a 260 pound guy who came down like full force on your elbow. That's probably going to, you know, hurt anybody. But I mean, come on. <laughs> I mean, they get hurt all where, the time, where's, right? Where's my L Ron Hubbard uh, youth juice, man? Didn't they have to I, uh, slow down one of the Mission Impossibles because uh, Tom Cruise broke a leg? And I think yes. Harrison Ford injured himself on the set of uh, he uh, did. Star Wars. Star Wars, yeah. The most, I guess, the most recent, but the uh, the first of the the terrible Disney trilogy. Which he, which he wasn't even in all that much anyways. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, David yeah. Miscavige's wife hasn't been seen for a while. If they sacrificed her so that Tom Cruise could remain youthful forever, uh, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing Scientology ever did. <laughs> well, I mean, no. at, at one point, do you, do you bring in Johnny Tra? Who? Johnny Tra. Who's Johnny Tra? The man formerly known as John Travolta. Oh. 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 Gosh. Well, whatever whatever sort of magic Tom Cruise has received from Scientology, um, Travolta has received none of. Yeah, yeah. The, oh. Well, he got he got a jolt of it in the mid nineties. And he lived yeah, off that. that was a, yeah, that was but a bit of a, a phenomenon. A, it was a one can of Scientology jolt cola uh, <laughs> lasted Johnny Tra about a decade. Yeah. Oh, now he's like a bald ass man. Oh yeah, he's he's really struggling. So. Well, he was always bald. He just paid for. He just covered place. it better. Yeah, he just covered it better. So. Oof. Anyways. Well, we're here to talk about Notre Dame football. Well, thank you for joining us. Uh, <laughs> this was uh, thanks for another edition of Josh tries to recast a movie with uh, random characters. I mean, it's not that random. I mean, that's that. That's what I'm no, saying. No, like, no, no, I, it's not. I was obsessing over it all day because of like how similar that is. And, like, which would be better? Like, like, put Indiana Jones in into Robert Langdon's shoes, and then put Robert Langdon in Indiana Jones' shoes. One makes one better. One makes the other one terrible. Right. Well, yeah, <laughs> unequivocally. Yeah, it's, just, it's like not even close. But it's like, I don't know. Obviously, my wife and kids all went back to work and school today, and I was left to my own devices all day long, and um, I had some time to kill. I would, I would like to see a recast. Can I suggest a recast? I would like to see uh, CJ Williams in the, uh, the, no, uh, no. the Notre Dame uh, sophomore squad. I'm sure CJ Williams wishes he also was on the Notre Dame squad. That's it. Dude, that's it. I'm... There is a one semester. I mean, a, a, yeah, a one semester freshman transfer. Jude, you are, you're the, you're the goddamn guru on these things. That's an easy transfer, right? I feel like that as long as his grades are good, and I feel like we're we're head we're trending in the right direction here. Unlike Anthony Lucas, who would be a one semester freshman transfer, who was suspended for smoking dope. <laughs> 
no judgment here. Like by all means, she, she, chief away, man. Like, like pop forever. Go ahead. Uh, but that's not Notre Dame's thing. Unfortunately, uh, I would feel that that would be a, that would be an impediment, uh, or something that was brought up. You think it might, uh, I mean, who knows, his ability who knows to, yeah, almost assuredly. I mean, that almost assures him a spot on, uh, coach primes team in, uh, <laughs> Colorado, right? What's that guy's name? The, the Fox sports guy, RJ, what? Um, RJ Young, RJ Williams. No, is it RJ Young? Young? Yeah. He, yeah, uh, <laughs> did you see he, you know, he likes to put out those kind of bombastic, uh, yeah. uh, things, but he put out his Heisman favorites for 2023. And if do you know who put out fucking Shador Sanders? I'm a, do you know? He, yeah. Shador, Shador Sanders, Sanders, number one. Get the oh, fuck out of here. God. Get the fuck out of here. Ridiculous. <laughs> so ridiculous. Get playing behind that line. Right, Josh. Yeah, good. Uh, have fun with that. But you know what? I mean, that's the Chris uh, Chris Sims Desmond Howard school of clicks, which is just say something just ridiculous, and then people will just respond it. to you and tell you how you're an idiot and and it gets build engagement. Engagement. Uh, I mean, that's big game. That's boomer, how you. Right? That's how you it's got the big game listen, boomer. Yeah. When when I started doing all this shit back in '06 and '07. Like if you did that, if you did that shit or said that shit, you were like ostracized from the like the Notre Dame like football fan community, right? Like that was like it's, you'd have people shout at you like, "Go fucking write for Bleacher Report, you asshole!" Right? Like if you and said then, that and dumb kind of, and, and, and here these people are making a goddamn living out of it. Yeah, I mean Colin, Colin Cowherd, Paul Feinbaum, like there's there's you can make a decent living. I'm being a troll. <laughs> Skip Bayless. Oof. Oh, dude, listen, you do not have to tweet about Doug everything. Gottlieb. Yeah, Gottlieb. Just because something happens. Yeah, just because something happens does not mean you oh, need to Danny tweet Cannell? about it. Oh, Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Yep, Danny Cannell, too. Yeah. My God. Cannell. He, he's always like the defensive person on. I, he's the most defensive, like, like passive aggressive uh, defensive person on Twitter. Like constantly bad takes and constantly like ah, it's just bad. So but I know no, I'm freaking, a little bit here, but I, I, when I, th- when I heard the name DeMar Hamlin last night, the only thing I could think of was how Notre Dame sent like five guys to watch one of his high school games that one time, like what well, must've been 20. Yeah. Teen. Cause Stanford was still around. Right. And one of them snuck off to see Jerkovic or was that the same trip or am I misremembering? It was 20. 20- are you sure? I thought it was twenty seventeen. Well, he's twenty four, so you can just do the math. Yeah. Okay. So six years ago. So yeah. Yep. Okay. Yeah, I mean, uh, as soon as I mean, as soon as I heard the name, it instantly uh, thought of Narduzzi, although Narduzzi wasn't there. Uh, or didn't recruit him to Pitt. But uh, uh, man, what a wild! wild wild night uh monday night football was and i'm not a big you know i don't i don't really turn into monday night football like must see tv but for whatever reason uh i kept it on and i was watching it and so i saw that shit happen live i was just like damn what the hell just happened i mean how horrific uh of a situation that i was just terrible and then 
as bad as that was, it was just, it got infinitely worse. The more bad takes came across and it's just, the whole night was just horrible. Like you just, you had to walk away from it. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I think the the culmination for me was my, my colleague came out and she said, did you watch the game yesterday? And I said, Tulane USC. And she's like, no, the, the bills bangles. I go, Oh no, I didn't watch that. No, no. She's like, well, did you hear? I'm like, of course I heard. I like live on Twitter. So, but I said the game only went to the first. Yeah, quarter. it was. I said, it was, a, it was, a, it was you, awful. I said, you missed a hell of a game that actually went four quarters. <laughs> it, it was a hell of a game. That was a uh, man. You know, before we get to Notre Dame, I mean, Notre Dame, the Notre Dame game absolutely delivered. And it was, it sort of set the trend for what the next, like yeah, that, it got three days from the Notre Dame game onward. I thought, yeah. Yeah. Like the Notre Dame game would you definitely say, set the, set would the you, bar. Would you say it's as trendy as leaving a five-star review somewhere? Uh, ooh, maybe. Depends. Okay. What well, the, well, then be who's five star. The people out there should about? be people sh- out there should be trendy. Then get on over to Apple Podcasts, leave a rating, leave a review. Uh, we are looking for a certain type of review. Can you can you describe that for me, Brennan? Oof. I mean, yeah, we're looking for an earned five star review. And I'm not sure if it's a Benjamin Morrison earned five star or a Joe Alt earned five star, but no matter which way you want to go, I think uh, we're all in agreement. Those are some earned five stars. Yeah, leave leave an earned five star. Uh, I mean, you can leave anything. We're going to read it word for word on the next OFT podcast. But I got I got a whole different brand of earned going on over here. Uh, five stars here from Friday Night Irish forty two. Uh, Davis Sherwood shovel pass earned five stars. <laughs> uh, longtime listener, multi-time reviewer. <laughs> Great pod as always. And even better Gator bowl win secures a top 20 final ranking. It was a season. If you told me after going 0 and two, we would finish nine and two in the final 11 games. I would, I would have taken it in a heartbeat. Still Stanford and Marshall leave me wanting more. 2023 feels promising. Looking forward to next August. One point of discussion. Did the chief inspector go too creepy with the TB12 Freeman Titanic clip? I laughed hysterically at nobody puts Tommy in a corner, but the latest one just gave me the creeps. Please discuss. <laughs> also, would, would Buckner have made room for Freeman on that door or let him freeze to death in the North Atlantic? Keep up the good work. Looking forward to an additional jinx of the offseason on the pod. Uh, I mean, I guess we'll find out on the fifth if uh, Freeman would have <laughs> let Buckner freeze on the door instead. If Jack Wait, so, would have just pushed Rose off. So is is Freeman Rose or is Freeman Jack? Uh, Freeman. No, I cast. I uh, I made the executive decision of casting Freeman as Jack. Um, oh, okay. So because well, that uh, lasts longer. <laughs> so I would say that I would say that Buckner, aka Rose, leaves <laughs> Freeman, aka Jack, off the uh, off the door, right? Because their love is eternal, but it's not everlasting. There's oh, that's a goddamn door. <laughs> 
There's room on that fucking door. For There's room on like, that fucking Greenlee Brothers Circus. Like, like people, like the people that were fleeing South Vietnam when the embassy, like people, <laughs> they're insulted by that movie. Yeah, I mean, there's Cuban refugees that look at that movie and they're like, "What are you doing? Like, Why are you just pushing my man? Why? What? They could have scooted over cousins on that thing. Yeah. Uh, I mean, there's yeah. there's there's Amish construction crews that, that are looking at that going, "What the fuck?" Because uh, you get like 50 of them in a van. Yeah. Yeah, we had some that uh, put there was houses going up in our neighborhood this uh, this spring, and there was one site that was an Amish house. Uh, there was an Amish team that did one of the houses, and then there was regular uh, regular crews on two of the other ones. And the Amish ones, they had everything up within like a week's time, and the other ones took like a month to get everything put together. And the Amish was like, "Yeah, we'll, we'll just get this done. We'll hammer this out." And there was like fifteen of them, and their kids. Oh yeah. And they, I would say the, the kids are probably running sort of the last couple of sites I was on. It was a 13 year old running the whole fucking show. Yeah. I mean, the kids, just the kids are ab- just, like, just absolutely barking at, at everybody barking at them to get to, to do the construction. To do the I, I think ours were Mennonites though. Cause they, they rode mm, in posers. So yeah. posers. Well, if they're riding the, the cars, um, you know, and they're really excited about Mountain Dew too, when they're on those, those but, jobs. I mean, but I mean, there is a huge distinction between Amish and Mennonite. Yeah, I mean, I mean, although a lot of Mennonites are former Amish, you know, they went on the Rumspringer, did their thing, and then came back and was like, you know what, we're not going to go do orgies anymore, but we also want to have like a real home, so. So we're gonna go the Mennonite route. I think Michigan is a lot more Mennonite than it is. I'm, I mean, down down by you, that Ohio Indiana border. Well, it's, it's all it's a lot of Amish. But. Well, well, it's just they're everywhere. I mean, it's Amish and Mennonite are just everywhere. They're, they're just everywhere. And yeah, it's a it's a big intermix. Uh, there's I don't think our uh, our groups of Amish are as uh, strict as some others across the country. Like Amish uh, mafia strict. Yeah, it's not uh, it's not Lancaster County, Pennsylvania strict. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, but uh, there's a lot of lot of intermingling. Lot, I mean, a lot, you know, some of my friends, uh, you know, growing up and and in the 20s were, you know, former Amish. Uh, they just were done with it. I mean, Diesel Dan, he had uh, he had the shag carpeting inside his buggy and the dingle balls and and a full on system uh, rolling up to prom. So. Like, which did not go well with the parents, but I gotta tell you, uh, going out in high school and getting drunk uh, and having an Amish house to stay in, although you will freeze your ass off, uh, you will wake up to a wonderful breakfast. And that's really the only nice thing I have to say about Amish people. Their breakfasts are amazing. My uh, my eight year old hates Amish people, and we're not sure where he comes from. But whenever you mention the Amish, he just he just screams out, "I hate the Amish." <laughs> I'm okay with that. Um, yeah, that's not I a mean, terrible take. I, <laughs> I mean, just, I think it's so funny that he's I'm, developed strong. I'm usually opinion. all about acceptance. I'm usually all about acceptance, but um, no, I'll put the Amish right there with Scientologists. So if there's any Amish listening to this podcast, uh, jokes <laughs> on you. You uh, shouldn't be. Li- <laughs> you shouldn't be listening. If, 
And if you're uh, an Amish Scientologist, then I really want to know. I have a ton of questions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if I mean, if you're a Scientologist in general, just period, uh, I don't kiss my ass too. Uh, you, you're a fucking quack. It's okay. Uh, all right. Now that we got all that out of the way, yeah, Notre Dame's bowl game. I don't know if it really set it up. This was a this was a great bowl season. And I, you know, I put the story up on the site, just kind of like the cool things for us. If you're a Notre Dame fan that happened, but just o- overall from, from start to finish bowl game to bowl game, it was just a good bowl season to watch. There was a, a lot of good games. Uh, there wasn't a whole lot of blowouts or mismatches. The ones that were, were like, like LSU Purdue was just like all like roster attrition, coach attrition. Like it was just going to be a nasty event as it was. Uh, but maybe if you hate Purdue, maybe you loved it. Uh, you know, I don't know. Well, no, uh, I think, I think the hatred of Purdue is tempered by BK. By Brian right? Kelly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, and also a, 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 a budding LSU sex scandal, uh, which, right. which, which really is, which is it, is it really an orgy when it's just a train getting ran? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I keep, yeah. I kept seeing that. Like they're right. Like that's not an orgy. Well, it's a train. Yeah. That's, that's <laughs> It's it's a, it's a gangbang, is it not? Yeah, yeah, it's a gangbang. Exactly. Yeah, just gotta call and it how you know, see it. Call it how you see it. I, it just goes to show you. I mean, of all of the reasons Brian Kelly had to leave, um, <laughs> it wasn't the training table. It wasn't uh, it wasn't facilities. It's that he couldn't host gangbangs at Notre Dame, and that's that's why he had to dip because he knew that the only way to get over that hump was to uh, allow multiple dudes to hump uh, in succession. Why would why would you do that with a player? If you were a coach, why would you do that with a player? Uh, uh, camaraderie. I mean, I mean, no. maybe you're just a, I don't, don't you, maybe maybe don't you're just know. a few <laughs> camaraderie. Maybe you're just a few years older. You 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 knew you knew dude from back in the day, back on the block. <laughs> oh boy, you got to keep him separated. <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, I have to go a little off screen. So is there has there been any like anything else from that story that has that has come out other than not, just the rumor? Not oh, yet. Kelly, Kelly made a great all time political comment. He said, "Oh yeah, oh yeah." And currently on my staff, who I need to, like said something like where I that I need to be concerned about or something like that. I was just like, oh my god. I so. mean, people are watching the games, but they're not watching the hotel rooms. What's I mean? What's funny about it is. I mean, objectively, LSU had a really good football season and compare comparative to what they were expected to do. Yeah. Like Brian Kelly really they did a really good job and defied expectations across the board across the country. Like no one expected LSU to do what they did this year. And I mean he had to been feeling pretty good. And then uh the Johnny message board comes out and is like, nah, dog, I got the rumors for you. Uh, there is a train is a common uh, choo 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 choo. Um, uh, and, and, I mean, and the, the irony that they're playing Purdue, the ultimate yeah, train that is, that is good. Yeah. Um, I also, I I gotta say, I low key loved Kelly scooping scooping the cheese that's off the ground and eating a handful. I, that's it's just that's total dad behavior, and I'm here for it. So. Oh, I. D- we would have been pretty pumped there, there, if it, uh, if the if the shoe was on our foot. Oh yeah, there were many Brian Kelly things that I I really dug about. It. That's definitely one of them. That's just the 
Okay, I'm gonna go down there and give me some cheese. <laughs> Smash them. Hey, and we got a hankering uh, for. Oh, I'm sorry, uh, not cheese it's cheese it crackers. We have a hankering yeah, for cheese it crackers. Carter Carl's yeah, Car- that up. He's also a Hall of Fame member of I, the I love the RC jackets so fly. It, dude, it, I am jealous. And I, I would wear that. Now I would wear that to the club. Brendan, now that when we see the cheese bull rep next season, we're gonna we're gonna have to figure out how the fuck we're gonna get one of these jackets. You just slip them. Well, I mean, you know how to get one of the jackets. <laughs> I don't know if it's legal. I don't know. Bring him an eight ball. Well, I also, I think all you have to do is just say, look. Allegedly. Allegedly. I've, look, I've been with you the whole time. I've known it's cheese it crackers. I've been trying to tell my friends. I believe this is jacket worthy. Yeah. That's all Car- Carter did, right? Was just pass on. I don't know, man. Pass Carter on the fucking, now, I mean, the biggest winner of the bowl season, in my, my view, was fucking Carter Carls. Yeah. <laughs> the team you covered won their bowl game, had a great season. You get inducted into the hall of fame of a bowl as a, as a second year writer for a program. And you get like the dopest 1992 style, uh, leather varsity jacket for yeah. a, for a snack. Free ride. Dude, Carter, man, that is a, he's a legend. Absolute legend. Uh, <laughs> oh boys 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 all right let's 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 uh let's, let's 45 south carolina 38 initial thoughts somebody else somebody go uh yeah so um i'll, I'll take initial thoughts uh, I could not have been more despondent in the first quarter of that football game <laughs> Um, the, like, like everything I like knew a, about were, were you a, were you angry or were you just like, you just like stunned in horror? I mean, you knew, you, I mean, you were there, uh, you, you saw my DMs. I was despondent <laughs> and angry because this was shaping up to be, uh, Stanford redux. Like Stanford is objectively the worst rush defense in the country and Notre Dame just hand on their piece and just doing nothing with it. And like, allowing, like USC as well. Yeah. And South Carolina was a skeletal roster and yeah, just like USC. And we watched what Tulane did to USC rushing. Oh, God damn it. But uh, <laughs> yeah. And I'm watching this game and I'm looking at it and I'm like, the offensive line's not getting push. Um, the game plan was based around the fact that South Carolina had a skeletal roster and they should have been running on them. And to start that game, they weren't And everything South Carolina that was dumb and weird that they wanted to do worked yeah. right. The, the, the fake, the weird fake field goal. And I don't, I don't know how we call that a fake field goal because there was no, there was no field goal set up. That no, was just like a I, fourth down play. I called it, I called it a fake field goal. I also remember, actually writing out the words and it might still be in the story fake punt because you don't know what the hell's out there but i mean what's the last time a kicker threw a touchdown pass to a holder let alone a 30 yard shit was insane <laughs> right like it, it was, was ridiculous unsustainable it was unsustainable that and i think that's the biggest thing for me is that that it was unsustainable and when i was watching the game like south carolina players kept getting hurt and we kept getting burned by um, Nate Atkins, the only rostered tight end that they had, right? Who's going into the, the game? Guy, the guy, he was, the guy he was still, great. 
and it was the only roster tight end they had it, and he was just shredding Notre Dame. And they were, and they kept stopping the game for injured guys who were already on the sidelines, right? Uh, yeah, the, on their was, own sidelines too. Yes, it wasn't like on the correct sideline. Like I'm not not to be a dick, but don't you just kind of like roll them over like another foot and be like, <laughs> yeah, game just, on? That's you just kind of like roll them over. Uh, yeah, exactly, exactly <laughs> that. And I mean, there's nothing going on there. But like watching Nate Atkins burn Notre Dame and Notre Dame not being able to run the football, um, it was just very frustrating to start that game. Um, and the the comical part about the Gator Bowl for me is we played the role of Oklahoma State because it was the same bowl game. Because just like the Oklahoma State game, if you were watching it, like going into that second half, like the second half for Notre Dame, it felt inevitable that Notre Dame was going to win. Just like um, it felt inevitable that Oklahoma state was going to win that game, except instead of just, you know, what Notre Dame wanted to do in the second half, just like what they wanted to do offensively, it just ended up working. Um, You know, if you, if you could combine the second half of uh, the Gator bowl with the first half of the uh, Fiesta bowl last year, you'd have the perfect Notre Dame game. It was just, I mean, the the whole fucking game was bonkers. Like, here's what's funny. During the game, once once Tyler Buckner threw his second uh, pick six of the game, yeah, yeah, you saw there was a plethora of tweets about JJ McCarthy. We passed on JJ McCarthy for this. <laughs> and if uh, you didn't watch Michigan's uh, <laughs> whole game, JJ McCarthy threw two. Uh, we were we were fucked one way or another uh, on that end Uh, but I do want to say I thought I thought Buckner I mean it's almost like you could it's almost like you you fucking forgive him for those I thought he played pretty well and I got pissed man I just kept seeing people trashing him online and I didn't feel like I needed really to defend him but it was just so annoying it's like you expect Tyler Buckner to be junior year Jimmy Clausen after he had been hurt since the second week of the season. Yeah. And this is a guy who has barely played any college football at all. Like what the fuck? Like your expectation level and what reality is, is just, they aren't even in the same solar system, brah. And it's just that that's ridiculous. Was I defending him and saying he was playing great at the time? No. Cause he just, he was throwing pick sixes, man. That sucks. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, but I'm not gonna, like, I'm not gonna drag him through the mud because he's so, out there busting, busting his ass on a season where he hasn't barely played at all. So when they, they announced that he was the MVP of the game or player of the game or whatever they announced him as at the end of the night, I, I thought of this thing that – It should have been Logan Diggs. That, that made me laugh. Yeah. <laughs> that made me laugh, which was Tyler, Re- Tyler Buckner was absolutely the reason that Notre Dame won this bowl game. Tyler, Wait, well, Buck- I, I was asking that question. Tyler Buckner yeah. is also absolutely <laughs> the reason that Notre Dame almost lost this bowl game. Right, right. And I think it's crazy because both things are te- are de- are undeniably true. Like the man accounted absolutely. for five touchdowns. Like it's it, it, there's no seven. way you can't well seven 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 seven, 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 seven touchdowns seven. Well, I, I I like I can't I like there's no way you could say Tyler Buckner like was terrible. But when, when the guy was running it all the way back and I thought, Oh my God, fucking again, I thought 
there's this this smoke and mirror like like Brennan said this fucking smoke and mirrors Gamecocks team with like literally nothing going on has tied up this stupid ball game when we should be up by 14 but there was just there was no sense of like that they ever had anything going in that second half it just it felt inevitable oh, that Notre Dame was going to win it just there was a part of me as a Notre Dame fan that was like had this like fatalist mentality of like how much more can we screw this up and hand this game to them like South, the South second, Florida. The second, half, the second half defensive effort from Notre Dame was just through the was fucking phenomenal. roof. Yeah. Like, phenomenal. Like, literally, like, there was four drives in a row in the second half where South Carolina had three and outs and, you know, three for, ne- three for negative five, three for negative five, three for negative four, three for zero. That's insane. And... And they had, you know, throw in another three and out. That start, that was South Carolina's first possession of the second half. It was just, it was absolutely sick. They had one scoring drive, and it was a touchdown that should have never have been a touchdown. Right. Like I knew that they were. I knew they. I knew they I were going to overturn. What drove yeah, me nuts about gonna, that one is that but like it wasn't a touchdown. The announcers didn't like, mention it, and I'm sitting there and I'm I'm screaming on my couch and I'm like, the end zone is blue. Why is there white being kicked up? When he catches the football, if he catches the football inbounds, it's not white chalk that's being spewed up into the air. Yeah. It's that's the yeah, size. It was absolutely out of bounds. Yeah. Well, and what's funny about it is if, if you look at it, um, you know, the game, South Carolina scored 38. Right. Well, you take the 14 off from Buckner. Right. So all of a sudden we're talking about 24. OK, well, one of them was the weird, the uh, aforementioned weird uh, special teams play, which I, I guess they're calling them special teams touchdown. So whatever. So you can take that. You can take that one off the defense, too. So then we're talking uh, what, 17. And then there's a touchdown that shouldn't have counted. So you can take seven more off the board. And you're talking about a defensive yeah. performance where they gave up just seven points. It was the, it was the field goal. And then um, just the, the, the opening touchdown, right? The opening, the opening drive was scary. Cause that was just march down the field. Just, and it's like, you know, I, I guess I almost kind of expect that anymore in college football. Like the, like break the out the plays. What, yeah, and for just, whatever reason, Notre Dame is not great at that. <laughs> Everybody they used else to is be. Like, they Notre Dame used. Jude, do you remember when Notre Dame, like it used to be a thing. Like we, they would score on that first drive always. They yes, they yeah. lost a lot of those games. They scored first on, but it was like the scripted, like the scripted plays got them down the field and they scored. Like that was a Brian Kelly era staple. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So th- because I'm used to losing games off of scoring first. <laughs> That didn't bother me as much. Like you knew that the scripted thing was working. So, but I mean, I I, I just kind of like if they go three and out on their first possession, this is gonna suck. And sure enough, they did three plays, two yards. Uh, but luckily enough, and it wasn't even the defense that forced a fumble. The guy just coughed it up, uh, and then you get it at midfield. Get yourself a you know, hey, the football gods give. I mean, we we had enough bad luck this season. We'll we'll take a a gifted fumble. Um, you know, then you get the short field, 50 yards, and and you know Tyler Buckner showed what he, you know, his the most his, his most dangerous asset is his feet, and yep. boom, did it right there. I mean, so look, I thought you know, the game was absolutely bonkers. It, it was absolutely bonkers. Uh, I wish more people would have watched it, like outside of the Notre Dame and South Carolina bubble, because I think it was. 
it was well worth like doesn't matter where Notre Dame finishes now. Like I'm the guy all season long. Like you, you gotta, you gotta finish as high as you can, you know, blah, 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 and get and, and get it and get in these, get in these groupings. Whether it's top, top five, top ten, top fifteen, whatever Notre Dame's at, doesn't really matter. You know, right now to me, I mean, we'll, we'll did see you what, see the ESPN? ESPN put out their power rankings poll, which kind of looks so, exactly like it's gonna end up being. Yeah, about seventeen. That's 17. Do you see who's 15 though? USC. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Uh, I mean, I can't think of like, fuck you, USC and your bullshit. And, and you it are- is bo- did you see how petulant they were? They had the availability before the ending of the game set. And they were going to have Caleb Williams come out and speak to the media. And then seconds before they were to come out to their took, multi- that, took that placard away, took the placard away. Cause he's a coward. He is man. Fuck Caleb. But he is a, listen, I cannot wait. I am so thrilled. Honest to God that Notre Dame gets another crack at Caleb Williams. I don't give a shit. I am fucking beyond thrilled that Notre Dame gets another crack at him because he's a fucking villain. And he is a villain. You just can't. You just can't watch a villain walk away. Uh, you got. You got to destroy him. You, you have to. You absolutely have to. Uh, so they'll be in South Bend in 2023. We'll see what. We'll see what goes down then. I. I think. Like, just talk to Oklahoma fans who aren't too happy as it is right now. But like all the. I mean, they're butthurt about Lincoln Riley leaving, but they're not also not wrong either about how terrible he is. At bowl games and playoffs and, and all that, they're absolutely they're absolutely right. And look for all the bluster, you know, and all the hype and hoopla about USC. What do they really, what do they really fucking do this year? They beat Notre Dame and won a Heisman. They didn't win their conference. They didn't win their their New Year Six bowl game, which they lost to the Group of Five team that snuck in. <laughs> yeah, which is uh, I, I, I mean, mean it, it couldn't have gone like that's the best case scenario, right? Is that U.S. It's not like USC went out there like Utah and lost to Penn State or something, which you know we have our own gripes about Penn State and um, you know losing Cameron Rising is you know well, yeah, whatever. And that was and that was the bullshit anyways. Rising being out all half. Yeah, but but losing to a group of five and it's not like you had opt outs, right? Who is the big USC opt out in that game? You had your full squad. You had them all. You had them all. And you still came out and you just, and you had a lead and you shit the bet at the end. It was just, I I mean, it, yeah, I mean, that's Lincoln Riley. It was, it was, it was phenomenal. It was everything about that was phenomenal. So much fun. So much fun. Chefs. But I mean, we'll get, yeah. So, okay, let's, let's. Let's bring it back to to the Gator Bowl for for just a wee bit. Just some few more things that we got to make sure talk about. Jaden Thomas didn't score any touchdowns in this game, but he was Notre Dame's leading pass catcher with five receptions, uh, gained eight, gained sixty seven yards. Yeah. To me, it felt like he was just like, yeah. Has Jaden Thomas like ascended? I mean, people want to talk about. Well, yeah, he's a number one oh, man. People are I like, oh him. no, he's a he's a great number two. Fuck you. That's a go-to guy. He doesn't drop anything. Him. I love him. Yeah. He's a, uh, he's ascended. I mean, and uh, to, to piggyback, like not only is he phenomenal at, at catching the football, but his ability, like he's willing to do the, to get to block, upfield, to, get up field, to block. I mean, yes. just everything about him 
Um, and they said coming into the uh, the year last year is they said uh, he looks like he's the most put together and ready of all the wide receivers of last year's class. Um, I just we said that too. Like, like physically, it, we. I mean, I mean, you just looked at him. It was all right there for him. Yeah, and so. When, when, like, and, and the good news about that is, like, you know, that's the kind of receiver that if if you're going to be the way that Notre Dame wants to kind of operate, I guess, going into next year, I would assume it's going to be probably run heavy as well um, with whatever combination of backs comes back. Um, and then plus the additions, uh, having somebody like him who is a sound route runner, who is willing to get dirty and to do blocking who never pouts, who doesn't, who doesn't, uh, you know, gripe on the sidelines, who doesn't drop passes when they're thrown his way. It's just, that is what Notre Dame needs from the wide receiver position. And certainly, you know, having some speed and, um, you know, deep play threat is phenomenal. Everything Um, that he's doing right now screams, screams like nine year NFL career receiver like he may never make a pro bowl but he's going to be a star you know like and i'm not saying he's going to but like what the things that he's doing right now that it just those are the type of things you see and you know the 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 good nfl wideouts you know they don't make pro bowls and they're you know they're not the big headliners but these are guys that are playing for nine you know years as starters and being you know massively maybe that's why everyone's calling him a number because he, he really feels like a, a good number two receiver in the NFL. But for Notre Dame right now, like he is like king shit because he has yeah. just been you know, from midseason on has just turned it on. Like talk about player development and, and you know, going into the season, a wide receiver. Like we're all looking at, at hey, it's Lorenzo Styles and that and that's it. And Jane Thomas is like, no, nah, no, nah, dog. Nope. Uh, I'm from Georgia. I got this. And he actually really, ended you know, up turned it on to be a productive really, really productive football player. And he ended up finishing the season second in receiving yards and three, three sixty one is nothing to write home about, but he was not second going into that bowl game. Um, and he did it on less catches, uh, than Lorenzo styles. So Jaden Thomas is going to be on a lot of my picks for next year. When we're yeah. superlative. Yeah. I'm also still very so, hot. And then I, an, look, <clears throat> Tobias Merriweather had an inexplicable weird thing where he stopped running on a play. Yeah. Did he lose it in the lights or something? I'm not sure, weird. but he also, he, 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 he lost, he lost, he lost it. He lost it in the sun. I guarantee just why? Cause I, at first I thought he, he, he quit and I was just so stunned. Instantly rewinded it to watch, to watch it. But and he just, he lost it in the air. Yeah. Like just he didn't see the lost. football. There's, there's no other. And as bad as that series was for him, because I think he had a drop like on first down of that series, bad as that series was for him, there was a play where Buckner ran like a sweep where he was, he ran for maybe 20 some yards and he got down to about the five yard line where Merriweather was like step for step with him, like shielding blockers. It was awesome. He was hustling. So I I still, I'm still very high Uh, on that that kid. I hope he sticks with us because I love him. That's on the Irish Illustrated podcast, they, they started bringing this up, and I think it's something that we've touched on a few times, and I think a lot of people have about estimating digs. Like I'm like I get like like visibly like I turn into the you know into the fucking Hulk if I feel like Estime is not getting enough carries. 
And he does like, three like, carries I, in the first half. Like, just fucking give him the goddamn rock. Watch this man run. What are you doing? But it's at the same time, it's like you watch Logan Tiggs just still be incredibly productive. And not only that, but explosive. Like, what was it? What's Notre Dame's longest touchdown run of the year, Brendan? Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. 25? Yeah. I was in the bowl yeah, game. 39 yards. What, Logan 39 Tiggs, yards. The bowl game. Yeah. yeah. That, that was the, the one. That was the longest touchdown run of the season. Yeah. It was the longest run of the season, uh, if, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken. We were complaining about this before the bowl. It, it just didn't have these explosive plays at all this year. Yeah, Brennan was complaining about it. I wasn't as much. It was well, a concern, Brent, but I just wasn't. Brennan, throw out the stat that you had. You'd look back every single year, back to like, what was it, 2014, and they had at least one play that had gone for, help me out here, 70 yards or something like that, except for this year? This year. Um, and now Notre Dame. Notre Dame this year had one. No, they did have one rushing yard of over uh, 50 yards this year. Okay. And uh, that, that was the second f- and they've had two forty plus. Uh, so th- that was the longest touchdown. But I mean, if you compare it to like, you know, you look at uh, 2021, um, you know, if, if we're just looking at 50 yard runs, I mean, Notre Dame wasn't crushing it, but they had three. They had nine runs of 30 plus um, in 2021. And, um, you know, this year was four. So it was not an explosive running game, which I think, which I no. think no. hurts the overall numbers, but then also makes the numbers kind of a little bit more impressive in that they, they ended up, you know, 35th in the nation in rushing all without it being particularly explosive. Explosive, yeah. And they just kept battering the shit out of him. So yeah, with, with Logan Diggs, like I guess I'm I am lining myself up more with postseason here with a lot of what the beat the rest of the beat is on. Like they're they're an excellent one two punch. Uh like Diggs on that on that seventy five yard catch and run, that shit was like he was just gliding. That was that was really nice and fun to see. Did I did really didn't expect that to turn into a touchdown. No, uh, he did, it, I mean, yeah, he was glad, but he did not look that he did not look that fast. Uh, he was uh, he was definitely running that. No, uh, no. Four, five, nine. Like Cal even Hamilton after he got 40. 35 yards. Yeah. Yeah. Even after he got like 35 yards, I'm still expected you know, this thing to get tackled. Uh, and then there he goes. Uh, and I also thought his touchdown run. I mean, he slowed down to like a crawl on like the 20 yard line. Yeah. It's just like, <laughs> like bro, just run. Uh, but. I do want to let's, I mean, let's bring up a negative. Why are we wasting five carries on Chris Tyree? I don't know. I don't know. There's, if we were to look at the roster, is there anyone more baffling than Chris Tyree on the 2022 Notre Dame roster? Lorenzo Styles. Yeah. Styles and Tyree. And those are supposed to be, you know, two of your explosive weapons. And, and to an extent, to an extent, Riley Mills. Yeah, I guess def- on the defensive side of the ball, Brandon Joseph, Brandon, jo- Brandon Joseph, uh, laying a goose egg. Yeah, but I mean, but, uh, but yes, Brandon I, Joseph wasn't burning. Chris you. Tyree, I, I think Chris Tyree was burning. Do you, you mean uh, NFL draft bound 
Brandon Joseph? Oh boy, yeah. Oof. Did he and announce yet? I'm waiting yeah, he for these did. announcements. Yeah, he, he announced. I got, I got, I got, I got a post. I got a post count to get to. Did he really? Yeah, he announced. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, he got that pink. When did he do that? How did uh, I miss it? Just after the bowl game. Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, I texted I mean, my friend about oh, it. Let me see if I can figure it out. Yeah, I mean, he's a what fifth, fifth to seventh uh, round draft pick, probably. Yeah. Something like that. Um, yeah, he announced it on, um, Saturday. December 31st. Yeah. Right Saturday about six o'clock yep. in the Eastern time zone. So yeah, just, Oh yeah. I was, in, I was in, I'm not posting anything mode at that, at that point. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anything that happened like after Notre Dame's bowl game, up until like I don't know midnight yeah. last night, yeah. Uh, yeah, whatever. I, I didn't uh, I didn't really pay attention to anything. Proven by the fact that I tweeted or that I wrote an article saying Justin Abiola was returning, when in fact I was using a tweet that he used last year. <laughs> uh, so that was up for like that was up for like five minutes. I had I had Tyler James tweeting at me like. In the DM or in the, in the DMs, like, hey man, that's uh that's last year's tweet. Greg's at, getting at me, and uh, Tyler was saying that uh, he's like, man, he's like, I was frantic looking around to see if something had been announced. And I just told him like, look, if I'm the first one that's 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 writing about it, yeah, then it's definitely wrong. Ninety-nine percent <laughs> chance. Yeah, then it, like either either you fucked up royally, or I just did a you know a normal fuck up. And ninety-nine percent of the time, it's uh, option number two. <laughs> You know, Tyler James is an absolute good guy. Like he didn't blow you up publicly. He DM'd you. That's that's super awesome. So good guy. Yeah, it was look, it was embarrassing. Listen. Message boards. Like that's how I don't we're not news we're not news for an OT. Unless there is something. Every once in a while maybe there'll there'll be something. But having said that. You know, I'm not out there uh, digging digging deep in the sources to find out what Justin Abiola is doing. I just thought he tweeted something out damn year. Uh, so <laughs> I was like, oh, let me see if Justin Abiola has said anything yet. Search search on Twitter. Oh, he says he's coming back. I'll put that up. Uh, and then, um, yeah, that was the wrong year. It was not wrong, the wrong yeah, year. Not, not the right year. That's fine. So anyways, so anyways, so uh, yeah, I'm, I'm waiting on. This shit's taking too long. Like great, there's great a ton team. of movement who, about to happen. Who are we waiting Whoa. for? Jared Patterson? <laughs> DJ Brown? Well, Jared Patterson's probably gone. Well, I, you know, it's kind of weird that Jared Patterson Jared, hasn't put Jared Patterson's out. gone. Yeah, because he's already accepted a no, like, uh, senior bull invite. Yeah. Well, to, I mean, to be to speak to say the honest truth, Jude, I'm just waiting for the inevitable to happen. I'm waiting for Philip Riley uh, to to say that he's in the transfer portal. Uh, you know, I'm just I'm waiting for the roster to start. Gotcha. Clearing itself out, those kind of things. Like, yeah, let's yeah. get the like, let's get this shit on the road. Everyone knows what's going, what's going to happen. Uh, well, just when, just get it out there. Well, well when's the big uh, Notre Dame's bringing in kids this weekend, right? They're bringing in um, Hartman on the fifth, right? And no, who, no, who I, th- I, I thought I thought Hartman was getting brought in on the fourth. Oh, the fourth. What I maybe it is the fifth, but 
I thought he was visiting on the fourth. I could be wrong so, about that. Tomorrow. Yeah. While while you're listening to this, uh, big. I mean, we got to come up with an awesome name for Sam Hartman, uh, like Big Baby Daddy ears. I don't fucking know. We'll come up with something. This guy's about to save Notre Dame football. Yeah. I mean it. It puts him right in the. Um, big game boomer said, uh, "If San Hartman comes to Notre Dame, they're immediate national title contenders." Right, Juden? Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Kirk um, Kerbstreit Kirk said it. You know, and and that's not to take away. Like we touched a little bit on Buckner's performance, and and you put it the most succinctly, where it was like Buckner was the reason that they won, but also was very well the reason that they could have lost. And right. that's what we saw against Virginia Tech when he had his spot start. Uh, I guess it wasn't a spot start, but to fill in. Um, but that's that's what Buckner's game ultimately for anyone, would be. And that's for anyone fine. carrying the the flag of Tyler Buckner, let me be the voice of reason for you. First of all, fuck your development, like Cole Spiel. Like, oh, now you're gonna take away a year of him develop. There is no such thing as fucking developing. This was a development year. We went fucking, we won eight games, nine, I guess. But I mean, nine games. get over it. Like, no, you have to, Jude, what do we do? You win as many fucking games a season as you possibly can. Whatever you have to do to get there, you get there. Amen. And people are like, well, getting in the portal, getting a quarterback isn't a sustainable. Yes, it is. This is yeah. what the, this is what the new norm is going to be. And that's not to say Notre Dame's going to do that. Sam Hartman's going to come into Notre Dame. He's going to win a a national championship. And guess what? Your boy, Tyler Buckner still has two years of eligibility left and they can use this entire season without the pressure of being a starter to help him develop. He can learn from someone who's had fucking years and years of experience at the power five level in front of him. Who's done extremely well in front of him. This is, this is a development year coming up for Tyler Buckner because we could use him in 2024, 2025, that would be great. And then you have, if, if people stay in place, then you have CJ Carr stepping in in 2026 as a redshirt sophomore. Like that is how programs are ran, man. It's just the fact that we had to go get Hartman out of the portal, and that's fine. That is college football in 2022. I don't want to hear about it. There is no such thing as a quarterback competition with Sam Hartman coming to Notre Dame. And we'll talk about this next week, I'm sure, after, you know, everything's all said and done. But it's just it's stupid to say it. And I refuse to call it that. And I will not play Notre Dame's game of 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 if they do play that game. That's silly. It's just absolutely silly. Just call it what it is. This is your starter moving forward. Tyler Buckner needs more time to develop. I like what Tyler Buckner brings to the table, though. Like what we saw in that game. In this Gator Bowl game game him getting a, his first win as a starter a lot of resilience after after things happen he's got a strong arm the motherfucker found Bra- brain Lindsay didn't have a court didn't have a quarterback all season that could find brain Lindsay he did it has a strong arm plays tough mobile out there playing to win running dudes over Th- I mean it's third and three quarterback sneak gets it I like Tyler Buckner a lot and I think he could be the man in 2024, 2025, but 2023, it's big daddy, baby, Sam Hartman. I mean, I thought he could have been the man this year and he very well could have rounded into form and been the man this year. 
But the fact of the matter is he got hurt. So now you're still talking about a quarterback who's only started three games in his career. And then you're matching him against the all-time leading passer in touchdowns in ACC history, right? And yeah, who, you have games. Sam Hartman is a, is, you just don't. What, 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 like, what are you doing? Yeah, like wh- what are you doing? Because next year's schedule isn't any easier than this year's. I mean, sure, you're not going to Ohio State next year, but Ohio State's coming to town. You got to go to Clemson. You still got to host USC. Right. There's 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 games on the schedule that are going to be very difficult. And I want the best possible quarterback. And, you know, a, a lot of it's some familiarity, too. I mean, you play a lot of ACC teams. I'm Sam Hartman's played Clemson a bunch of times. Uh, he was pretty He's good. Lit up the ACC. Um, they're playing Wake Forest. Uh, you know, they're playing Duke. They're playing Louisville. They're playing NC State. They're playing Pitt. Um, I, I want I want the quarterback who. You know, if if Sam Hartman comes in and it scares off Buckner, I I, I don't like I don't care about that because the only thing that matters in modern college football now is this year. And it was an exactly. L for it was an That's L all it's for ever been. mercenary. It's an L, it was an L of the bull season for mercenary teams. Um, but that's not the way that it's always been. Um, Justin Fields did pretty all right for Ohio state. He was a Merc, right? Um, Caleb Williams got them yep. to where they were. He was a Merc. I mean, they're just, this yeah, he, is, this is modern he took college. From, he took it from horrible to, to Caleb Williams took USC from horrible to, to good. Right. And, and I mean, the that's, next, a, that's a huge uh, jump. It's a huge, huge jump. jump four and eight to, to playing in a new year in a, a social construct football game. So, that's pretty impressive. It's a group of five school. Yeah, and they lost to a group of five school. Congratulations to Lawrence. Keys the, the third. Baby. Fill that trophy cabinet. Um. So yeah, I I I want I want Sam Hartman. That's not to disparage Tyler Buckner in any way because they'll have no. a quarterback competition. But um, he Don't has an immeasurable amount of starts, and you have to put your program in a position to win as many, like you said, as many games possible in the current year, because if Sam Hartman comes in and wins 11 games, that helps recruiting and it helps for future years. So development is, is fine, but the most important thing, you don't sacrifice wins for development. That is a fool. Jude, I want you, Jude, I want you on my side on this one, but I refuse to call this a quarterback competition. When Sam Hartman finally pulls the trigger, that is bullshit. I Am I right? 100% agreement with you. That is yes. ridiculous. Let's, Sam Hartman is coming to start. Sam I, is coming to play as many games as Sam Hartman can play unless he gets injured. And I would love Tyler Buckner to stick around, but if he decides that he needs to do something else, then we're going to figure out. So you're Steve Angelius. You're a kind you're a connoisseur of Notre Dame's like. St- like, I think you understand what I'm talking about here. Like Notre Dame shtick, and especially coach speak shtick. Do you honestly think that they're gonna call this a competition? Like, is this gonna be that lame? Or of course they that, are. They just gonna I do. I do. Oh I, my! I 100 think they're gonna do that because 
they're going to try to manage their relationship with Buckner, right? Because he's going to be butthurt and, and they already know that they, that Pine walked out the door because of similar, you know, not treating it with kid gloves. So they don't want Buckner to walk out the door. So they're going to, they're going to pretend like it's a competition, but everyone's going to know the truth. Sam Hartman is here to play and he's here to start and he's not here to back up fucking Tyler Buckner. I, there's no way Tyler Buckner is that stupid to walk away from the possibilities of what 2024 can be with what the roster will be with the, with the weapons that he'll at his disposal in 2024. There's no fucking way he's that dumb. (laughs) And if he pulls a trigger and leaves, I'm not calling him dumb. I'm just, there's no fucking way he's that dumb. I think he's a smart kid. I think he under, I don't think he likes it. I, don't, I, don't, I think he wants to be the starter. Look at it from Buckner's perspective, which is but what if I what if I give these guys a year and then then they bring in another Merc over me again in 2024? Like, then I'll feel like a pretty a horse's ass. Now that, now then, then you will. Yeah. No, that, that that is that is very true. And who's very to say true. that and they don't? Hey, no. that's what you're gonna exactly. You don't know who's gonna win the portal. You got to go get. I think Marcus Freeman very quickly found out that they fucked up in the last cycle. Like they screwed up royally in the last cycle with what they did. A lot, did, of, college, what they did. A lot of college Maybe, football found out. Yeah. Either, either by, either by default because they're Notre Dame and things, it's harder, you know, the portal is a harder thing to navigate or by your own decision, you know, to, to say, well, we got this. I think we'll be, we should be okay with this, blah, blah, blah. And look, I'm not, you know, I'm not dragging Freeman through the mud. I'm just, but I mean, let's let's call it as we see it. It was a it was a huge mistake for Notre Dame not to get into the portal for a quarterback. We were ta- we were talking about that instantly this season as we saw Tyler Buckner go down in week two, uh, and then you watch Drew Pine like come in and struggle, uh, struggle bust it. He didn't get on you know didn't get on track at all until he played one of the worst defenses in in the Power Five. It fucking no. all of college fo- football with North Carolina. So, I mean, he's not going to – Marcus Freeman is a smart guy. And I think when there's a major fuck-up on his end, I think he, he – there's no way he's not extremely conscious about – and maybe even overcorrecting on that. And, you know, maybe the the the, the conversation with Pine that they had, maybe that's an overcorrection. Like you're being too honest because you're – Cause you're overcorrecting like, like, look, I'm letting you all know this is, this is what the, what we're going to do now. But there, I, I don't know, man. I, maybe there's not a year that goes by now that Notre Dame doesn't look to the port. Maybe there's not a quarterback in the portal that you can take or is willing to come to Notre Dame, but unless you, kinda, you have, kinda, unless you've got that, that quarterback. I mean, I, I, unless, I my unless, assumption, yeah, unless look at quarterback turnover this year, like, Alabama needs a quarterback. Um, Ohio state needs a quarterback. Both of them are going to be okay. Rolling in the next season with whoever they have waiting in the wings. Is, is that, is that, that looks to be what's trending, right? So Wait, unless what, you have what's five star cord and, what, and what's. Yeah. What, what, what does, I, uh, I mean, I'm not sure what Bama's got, uh, Because uh, Bryce Young was was out for a game and the kid or a couple of games, wasn't it? Yeah. 
I just I, I just can't remember his name. So yeah, but Ohio the guy, State's the looking guy at the wings in Columbus though is is probably McCord. It's Kyle McCord, yeah. And then there's uh, you know Devin Brown yeah, too. Yeah. But like it's it's Kyle. They're they're gonna do the Notre Dame route. They're gonna they're they're gonna say uh, Kyle McCord's it. And Ohio State is I mean they'll they'll come to South Bend and and that's theoretically who their quarterback is. Um, you know, Ty Simpson is their freshman phenom. That was that. I think that's the highest rated quarterback recruit they've ever had. Right. Uh, but then they also have um, yeah, Jalen yeah. Monroe or Jalen Milrow. Um, well, so that, unless, that's unless what they're going to do. Justin Fields is a transfer coming in uh, for Ohio state or for uh, Alabama. I mean, right. But I was just saying, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so Ty, Ty Simpson's like their guy, right? What did what was Ty Simpson's uh, uh, quarterback ranking? Uh, five star, yeah. So I mean, that's that's their guy. But he, but he, but he was a nine eight five star, right? Was he wasn't? Uh, yeah, he was nine eight. He was point. He wasn't up there with like Fields or. Yeah, he was ranked twenty six in the country. He was a number three quarterback. But for Alabama, I mean, that's the highest quarterback I can remember them ever recruiting. Um, well, not, uh, Bill Bill O'Brien's out, right? Uh, well, I mean, that, who cared? I mean, they, they roll through uh, offensive coordinators. Well, it, like it matters to Bam. Well, I'm just saying it, Bama's going to be better next year on offense. Just Without what offense O'Brien. Like, yeah. well, we'll see. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what their wide receivers. I mean, they still don't have wide receivers, so I don't know why they're not getting into the transfer portal for that. Um, but yeah. I mean, USC, USC looks at the wide receiver okay. position. They're just like transfer portal, right? Marvin Harrison Jr., right? Did Harrison jump in the portal? I don't. I don't know if he is, but no, the, the the rumor the rumors have been floating for like a month that Marvin Harrison think, Jr. is going to go to is it a, USC? Is it a rumor is or is wish it a rumor or just, or just bullshit? I, I mean, you I know, I think it's a lot. I just, I yeah, it's, it's wish casting bullshit. bullshit. I don't know why if you're Marvin Harrison Jr. The only reason I would say you do is because who's your quarterback next year? You could go play for Caleb Williams and and probably still, Bolitnikoff or I still don't think that's gonna matter at all coming come draft time. The only reason you would make that move is your draft status, and I don't think his draft status budges. He's a he's a first rounder. Well, Period. yeah, yeah. I mean right now he's in jig he could be the, he, he could go to the draft this year and he's he's getting drafted first round. Yeah, and Jake Bay he's Smith didn't play round. at all, and he's going to go in the first round. He's going to be the number one wide receiver taken off the board, probably, right? right. Before Addison. So. Oh, man. Add- Shit, Addison probably hurt his draft stock this year. I mean, honestly. I, I don't think that you're wrong. Pat Narduzzi's I mean, probably had – I mean, I there's no way Pat Narduzzi didn't pay a witch doctor somewhere there and – you know, just in a back alley by by an old steel mill, uh, you know, some fucking voodoo motherfucker uh, to like put a curse on Addison. What was this? That's con- what Narduzzi would do, right? Uh, well, he had like forty nine catches for the year. His yeah, his final stat line is fifty nine for eight seventy five. That's not that's not great. Okay. I mean, that was a quarterback who's going four hundred fucking yards a game. Yeah. Um. <laughs> I mean, can, I that guess, offense can, against those defenses that you're that you're playing against. I mean, Addison should have 
the the Addison that you thought was going out there should have had a much better season. Much like, because I'm bringing it back, much like we thought Brayden having a much better season this year. All I can say is the the pod, like, yes, the monkey paw is a real thing, but also the positive vibes are a real thing because I think we really, really put that out there in the universe that we wanted to have a good send-off for Brayden Lindsay. And honestly, yeah. he couldn't have had a phenomenal game. For a, you know, a big fourth down conversion on a on a fake punt, and then the the big like the deep touchdown. He should have had six or seven of those damn things this year. Maybe uh, like, that was the happier. that was the discussion and, yeah. that we were having internally during the game. It's like he probably could have had even more of those if he had a quarterback with yeah. you know vision and an arm. I his think stat, vision more so than the arm. Yeah, his that line. His stat line for the game was was four was four receptions for 89 yards and a touchdown. Uh, and look, they didn't even they. I mean, that was a pass play, not a not a not a rush uh, on that fourth down play. So that that's was in it. They didn't use him like on a, on like a, on a real end around. No, but, but yeah. like four for 89 and a touchdown. That that should have been like the average for Lindsey this year. That's from, how many times from, he from wide Q's- fucking open in the secondary. After the UNLV game, right? So Cuse, Clemson, Navy, BC, and South Carolina, he had six total catches for uh, 92 yards. And he almost eclipsed that just in the South Carolina game with uh, um, Tyler Buckner. I mean, if, if, and he's, he's already declared that he's, he's going into the, you know, he's, he's, Played his last game of football. Yeah. He's football. going. He's done yep. with football. He's going into the working world. And congratulations to Brent Braden. Um, he got. I mean, he got gypped of a season. He got screwed, man. Yeah. He got screwed. He got screwed. Regardless of like, of like, who gives a shit about the NFL? I don't. I don't fucking care. No. And and Braden Lindsay's the type of honestly, Braden Lindsay's the type of guy where I'm not sure if that was a big thing for him anyway. I mean, I think he's going to be. He's going to do what he wants to do. And this, he's a different cat, man. And I'm not sure what Metasource is, but it sounds like something Braden Lindsay would be into. He seems really excited about it. And I'm happy as shit for him, man. You go, you go start your life. You're in God damn, dude. I am more jealous of him being in his early twenties, starting his career than I ever would be of him as, <laughs> as a football player. <laughs> like you are, right. you are about to start your life, man. That is so exciting. and so Brandon, awesome. I- Brendan, I I think this is a perfect time to get the anime uh, discussion going with Brent with uh, Brendan. Or yeah, Brayden. you know if if I I would I would love to have uh, Brendan on think, the pod. Just I don't I don't even think you have to go through Katie anymore. I think he's just like no 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 really? he's free he's free game free, free game. Just have him on here oh, yeah. and uh, yeah we we can talk about uh, Jujutsu Kaisen season two coming up here. Uh, it's very exciting. All right, I'll put the I'll put the feeler out to to Lindsay, or you can, Brendan. But to, but the invite is there. Yeah, Brendan Let's speaks the, the language. I think he'll be he'll be more enticing. Yeah, prob- probably, <laughs> but uh, I mean, he doesn't have to talk about Notre Dame football at all. Uh, but I mean, I would love. I would love a uh, comparison, uh, you know, 
I would love a which which anime characters are the offensive line. Like I would love a hour and a half podcast of which eighty minutes in he talks for five minutes about some juicy details about Notre Dame football. So people have to listen to the whole goddamn thing. That's the one he had. uh, in 2021, where he was on that anime podcast, <laughs> there's some juicy deets in there about the COVID season. Yeah, about the cup. <laughs> yeah, about the cup, most specifically. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Well, well, I mean, all right, we need to get this done uh, because that that's something that's been on our wish list for a while. Like, look, like I said, Brayden Lindsay is a just a, a different guy. He is a very interesting guy. Uh, and like I put in the story uh, about it, like this is a very positive, uh, like just a, I mean, his body language this season could have been dreadful. Like how many times, how many times are you going to run your ass off and be wide open by 15 yards and come back to the sideline and still have a good at, like still be a team guy. I'd be fucking throwing helmets Benches would be fucking hit. I'd get on the phone and ask Tommy Reese if he's doing his fucking job. Because, I mean, what the hell are you doing out there except for, like, it's track practice? Yeah. Like, that he had that he, he that had, had zero, he had had zero catches, zero rushes against Clemson. And when they put out when the, um, they put out the Clemson hype video, right? who was front and center with all of the sideline hype with the, the fourth quarter light show that was going on. It was brain Lindsay. Yeah, man. So yeah. yeah. Great. It's listen, it's Braden Lindsay forever on this fucking podcast. I don't, <laughs> forever. We, will, we will always have that yeah. end around against USC, man. We will always have that, that run against and USC. And that's the thing for me, man. Like if you were a Trojan killer, you are a Trojan killer for life. Yeah. Like we Tony, will always Tony, have that 51 yard run. Yeah, Tony Jones. Tony Jones we will always have the 2019 51 yard run against USC. It's well, there forever. Hell, and it's more than that. Tony Jones Jr. tore USC the fuck up every time he played him. Oh yeah, Tony Jones Jr. Yeah, I was saying Braden Lindsay. We'll always have that 2019 yes, yes, 51 yes. yarder. Yeah. I mean, ingratiated uh, in our hearts forever. So what do you got? What you guys make of? Um, I, first of all, what'd you make of the broadcast of the Gator Bowl? Garbage, because they spent the entire time talking up South Carolina until Notre Dame finally took the lead. It was like Notre well, Dame wasn't even playing the football game. Is it just right? me? Did they, they just refuse to acknowledge Drew Pine? Like they literally talked about Tyler Buckner making his first start after separating shoulder, and they talked about that, but they didn't talk about Drew Pine like quitting on the team, which I thought was interesting. I, I thought it was I mean, interesting was it, too. Was it just me, or did it sound like they just picked up their game notes that morning? Because I, the, I, I it, not just wrong. not just with Notre Dame, but like with South Carolina, like they were factually wrong about a lot of things, Notre Dame and South Carolina. Not to mention, like just they just kept fucking up, like name wise, and just like. Like roles, all sorts of like this. It was all a bunch of little stuff. It felt like, but it was just like there. It added up to a lot. It was a terrible, terrible broadcast. Like they just got the game notes that morning. Look, I know. I don't know what other bowl games they did this the season. I know that shit gets kind of stretched a little thin for some of these guys. But I mean, come on, man! Like this is, is a ranked matchup. You should have given this a, game its due diligence. It was the game of the rank, day. It's a ranked bowl. It's a. It's a. It's a look, it's fucking Notre Dame. 
Yeah. This is a team that's going to get you your ratings. Uh, just like, just like, you know, South Carolina filled up, filled up the stadium. Notre Dame is going to get you the TV eyes. Like, so like make something out of it. Be better. That, that was, a, that was just bad. Yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was not good. Um, and it only added to my frustrations, um, you know, especially in that first half. Um, but it, when it carried into the second half, when it was obvious that they didn't mention the fact that South Carolina was just like collapsing, um, which was a little bit upsetting is like, I mean, Wells got hurt for South Carolina. Um, Atkins was out for a big chunk of it and they were just glossing over all of that. There was a lot of story beats to this game. Cause there was a lot of like, there was a lot of story to this game that I just don't think that they touched on. Like Notre, Notre Dame's uh, defensive dominance in the second half wasn't even like there was never even like a an utterance. Like, no, it just did not feel like like why was after it, like four it, three after four three and outs. How are how are you not like bringing up more of what is getting done there? You're just like gloss exactly what you said, just glossing over and moving on to the next bullshit tidbit that has almost no bearing on the game. It just it was a bad, bad, bad broadcast. Why weren't you highlighting Jordan Botello's play? Because he had a the best game of his NFL or of his Notre Dame career, right? That was the best right. Jordan Botello has ever looked. And I, I mean, other than saying that he uh, accommodated, like mentioning that he got the sacks, it, it's not like they were met, uh, you know, talking about his impact outside of it too, because it wasn't just the sacks. It was like you know, his hurries and just, he was, it was the havoc. Yeah. He was a, he was a force. Yeah. And I think the I think the only thing Jordan Batello did wrong the whole game was wearing that hoodie underneath the, uh, the short sleeve <laughs> hoodie, covering up the name so, on the back of his uniform. Yeah. Do you guys want to talk, you guys want to talk about the massive uniform change? What was a massive uniform change? Massive. Fucking massive. Hold up. What are did we you, what are we saying here? Did you not notice the font of the names of the back? Oh, on the names, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was a that's the Under Armour font. No, 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 no. No, no it's not. That is not the same font. That's the font we used on the green jerseys this year for the which is different than the font that they've been using in bowl games with their names in the back. Yeah, it's 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 the it's the that's the font that that, that that's Notre Dame's font. No, well, I mean, yes and no. Go just go look at last year's bowl game and look at the names of the back. I'm they have that shitty ass Notre Dame. They have, they have a sh- it's a shitty ass font. It's it's like almost like a um, it's the same font as like what Notre Dame placeholder basketball. Yeah, it's, it's like what Notre Dame basketball has on as their font on their on their front of their jerseys. It's what Notre Dame's so names are. Uh, so I'm looking at Tyree's nameplate on the back there. And then let me look at Tyree's nameplate on the back of, uh, the Gator Bowl. Yeah. I would call last year's nameplates, the Under Armour font this year. That's very like Notre Dame's font, old Notre Dame, not this Under Armour stuff. We've been going on for the last decade. I might be high as hell. I don't know. You might be high. I'm looking at it. I'm, and I'm, de- I'm dead fucking. I was going to say, I didn't notice the difference. 
I didn't. I'm looking at it right now, and it's the same font. No, no it's not. No, it's not. Uh, no, you're right. You're right. It's not because last year they had uh, block E's, and this year it was not block E's. Yeah, you are right. You are factually correct yeah. in this aspect. It is a different font. Listen, listen to me. I know, I know Oak is out there listening to this podcast somewhere. <laughs> listen, Oak. If you did anything right in your life, you you got me to pay attention to fonts. And God damn it, I just pointed that out. So bravo to you and bravo to me. I put it in there. Um, it actually looks like the font this year was more generic <laughs> than it was last year. But that, uh, but that's the that's that font they used on the green jerseys this year against Cal. So, but it's the it's also the like. It's the same like looking yeah, font as like what Montana had. Like what Montana had. Yeah. It's the old school font. It is the same font they use in the green jerseys. You are correct there. Yep. Because I look based off of you know, you look based but, off of certain letters and I'm looking based off of the E's. So, and it is it's the same font. So to me that's a massive change. Like maybe there's a move forward here of I I I'm waiting. <laughs> I'm waiting for a, a change on the uniforms. Nameplates full time would be something, but every coaching change outside of outside of Charlie Weiss, there was no there was no uniform changes during Charlie Weiss's tenure. No, but well, because well, well, the thing with with Weiss is, I think they just changed it before Weiss he got there. They just changed it the year before. Yeah, right. They went right. to the team he, numbers he like that. Well, and he liked that uh, era Parsegian look, that era of Chinese. yeah, yeah. But, but that's what I'm saying, like that. But of all, the, I mean, going back to to era, every Notre Dame coach has there's been some type of change to the uniform. That's the tradition, folks. Four. Not what not what you're seeing. It's the fact that every coach, uh, other than Charlie Chuck Nasty, has changed the Notre Dame uniform in some way or another. I would like to see. I would like to see. Um, names on the back of the jerseys. I think it's time, especially in the NIL era. Um, I also, are there I people, also would like are, to see are there people that hold that are holding on to that strong or who are like, Notre Dame should never put names on the back. I don't, there I don't are people, there are people who say that they're, there um, it's not about people, the names not, on the back. As loud it's as it the names. Be, no, because those people are, those are just Facebook are, people though. They don't count. They don't count. Yeah. Yeah. I'm okay with names on the back. Especially I'm not. I'm not only okay with it. I prefer it. I want names on the back. I, I, I just think, feel it's stupid not to right now. I think it's stupid not to. The only I thing think it's I stupid not to in all sports. I, I mean, I get, professionals. I get that this is this isn't the fact that to differentiate the Adam Malola twins, but I do not love the first two letters and then a period. I don't love that either. Yeah, but how, I mean, how are they going to work that with Caleb Smith? And Caleb Smith, <laughs> K Smith. Oh wait. Oh no. I mean, what if? I mean, what if one? What if one's middle name is Allen, the other one is Anthony? I mean, what do you do? Yeah. Is it K A L K A N? I Alcan. Alcan. I wonder if that goes into the decision that Marcus has in the off season. Josh, this is your mission. Um, with press availability this off season with Marcus Freeman, is you need to bring. I think. I think they're going to shun me. I think. Could you, <laughs> Joshua, could you ask him about the number one jersey too? 
Oh, oh, look at that. Because the, the zero and the you know one what? are open. I will figure out a way to get all of my dumb questions uh, out uh, by the end of spring. I'll, I'll, I'll get it figured out. Because look, this is shit that they put aside and everyone wants to know. You got to at least be thinking it. Like I've been. So, I mean, I've, so CJ Williams going to wear the number one? I just think they need to stop just get like stop caring about any of it. But at the same time, I'm also I say don't care about anything. But I think it's time. I think I'm done with double numbers. Like I'm 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 absolutely done. And I've I mean I've been that way for a little while, but like even more so, like just your number is your number. It can't be somebody else's. You can't be two two seventeens, two twenty fives, or whatever. I just think that is just fucking dumb anymore. Just take a number. I'm sorry that you got 37. It's not sexy. I'll tell Plus you what. Pullback. I want more. Uh, so so when the, the number 10 comes uh, up next year, Sam Hartman, um, there's a lot of people going to be busting out those uh, BQs, right? Oh, God, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. You gotta you look. Oh. You gotta be able to retread, right? You got to, right? I mean, <laughs> all the my people wife, we don't retire numbers, so so it works out bought, pretty well. All the people that bought three for Ron Paulus were definitely wearing them the shit out of them during the Darius Walker years, right? And so, yeah. you know, my wife's Absolutely. got in uh, in in our clo- in our walk-in. She's got a uh, the the 2004 BQ greens that never got worn, right? You know the one I'm talking about, the the the, the green with the white numbers that mm. like everyone has that you oh, yeah. still yeah. see, right? Yeah. The Adidas. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're they're a lot like the uh, the 94 greens, uh, the Palace green jersey, which is I think that might be the first jersey I ever owned. I'm not first a big jersey I ever owned. Not a big jersey Ron, First jersey I ever owned was a Champ Sports uh, mesh uh, Ron Paulus jersey, and I wore that thing into the ground. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> I think that was. I think pretty, uh, that was it'd be nice. I think uh, I think the washing you know machine eventually destroyed the numbers, so they no longer existed, and that's why I don't own it any longer. Somewhere around this house, I have a a white number eleven Notre Dame jersey, uh, and so maybe I should be wearing that for round RP three. Yeah, uh, fuck yeah, baby. For, uh, we're full circle. David Grimes. We're full circle. <laughs> David Grimes. Yeah. I don't know. It was at Marshall's. It was for like Tommy on Reese? sale for like fifteen bucks. <laughs> By the way, there is nothing that brings I me more joy. Should, I think. It, oh, go ahead. Then what? Oh, for Eshaq Williams. I was oh, going to say, there's nothing that brings me more Grimes brings me more joy than the fact that there was like a four year stretch where they showed David Grimes catching a touchdown that wasn't called a touchdown to get Stanford on a commercial. Yeah, and a commercial for television. Yes. That, that's, uh, that's how you know you got really fucked. <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know. Ah, oh, shoot. You know, we have still not talked about the, the, the epic choke job uh, by the Michigan Wolverines. It was which the biggest <laughs> choke job I've ever seen in no, professional or collegiate sports. I've never seen a choke job like that. This. I want to say this real quick. 
And Notre Dame's two playoff appearances, Notre Dame's semifinal game was against the eventual national champion. Yeah. And that national champion beat their opponent in the national championship game worse than they did Notre Dame. Yes. And here you have Michigan getting gifted and TCUT fucking layup could have easily lost four or five games this season. (laughs) And you just laid a goddamn egg, baby. They didn't just lay an egg. Max Duggan was hot trash in the football game. And Quinton Johnson on his uh, 76-yard touchdown, the Michigan defender whiffed. J.J. McCarthy throws two pick sixes, right? And like Donovan Edwards, first play of the game, runs for 54 yards. The next 22 rushes he had was for what? He had 119 in the game on 23 carries. He barely eclipsed that in the next 22 carries that he had. They went up against a TCU team that didn't have their starting running back. And I understand Michigan didn't have their starting running back either, but like they lost. But TCU didn't have a Donovan Edwards. They didn't have a Donovan Edwards in the rings. They had, um, you know, Jimmy Cardo, right. Who just shredded them. And this was a Michigan defense that was supposed to be good. Joe. And this was a Michigan offense that had the Joe Moore award winner. And and they go for that fourth down. They run the, the Philly special to start the game and just everything about this game. Michigan just choked it away against a team that probably like when people are like, Oh, look at this. You said that they shouldn't be there and they beat Michigan. TCU probably shouldn't have been there. It probably should have been Alabama. This TCU team was hot trash and their quarterback couldn't even complete 50% of his passes and you lost. It was the biggest choke job that I've ever seen from an offensive line that didn't show up and couldn't get pushed from a quarterback that just choked in the biggest moments from play calling that was awful to a defense that just whiffed. Every time they needed to come up with a play, they just whiffed. Every time Michigan scored, it was the like, you know, it, I just imagine, um, you know, just if, if you were a Notre Dame fan and you and you watch this game and you're just watching just every time Michigan scores, TCU answers to put them back up. Um, it was it was the biggest choke job that I've seen in the college football playoff. Michigan so should have won that. With you guys? Yeah. Okay. So this was my, my experience, uh, Michigan TCU. New Year's Eve, right? What, what did I tell you guys about about three, four weeks ago about New Year's Eve? It was going to be fantastic. I'm going out. Yeah, you're yeah. going out. Yeah, I'm going out. And we, we said, no, you're, you're silly. You're yeah. an adult. Yep. No, we went out. <clears throat> but... Uh, for some reason, my wife grew a fucking conscience and thought, you know what? Let's bring the kids along. Let's bring the mother-in-law along. Because mm-hmm. uh, you're an like, adult. You know, all right. So, so we, so I'm like, all right. So I call up uh, this great Italian joint in Fort Wayne called Italian Connection. Um, it's the best Italian food in, in town. Um Better the knowledge portion size could be a little bit bigger, but the food is is second. Uh, Brennan, please, please. Uh, <laughs> do not did you get the, t- did you get the tour of Italy? 
you cannot speak that around us. So I, I couldn't get. I mean, they were they were all over the map of the reservation. This is a very like not well run restaurant. <laughs> they they had great food, but it's a little odd. I got a late dinner reservation for seven o'clock. Like late as in, in the fact that my mother in law was not going to drive uh, in the dark. <clears throat> so she bailed on us. So it's just us and the kids. That's fine. And I'm um, and I'm I'm okay with it. So I just started watching Michigan TCU before we left. I got it on in the car. We get to the place. Now, again, this is like a high dollar, nice joint, except for the fact that the guy who owns the place uh, also loves karaoke and doesn't spend much time in the kitchen. He's usually out uh, rocking it on karaoke. So the table they had for us had like 30 fucking people like all standing around it all like, I don't know, mid twenties to, to late 30 uh, people, just like big group of people out partying New Year's Eve all over our table, just belting out fucking uh, Eagle songs. Well, again, I'm, again, I'm on phase. My wife and I are on phase. We've been there many times. We've seen this before. It's no big deal. The kids are mortified. They're absolutely mortified. The people are like right next to them at the table, just just belting out like the worst rendition of of a Den, of a Don Henley voice. <laughs> so I figured, all right, th- all this shit's going on. I'm not going to hide it. I just pull out my phone, put it on the table. I to have Michigan TCU on, just so I could glance at it as they're going on, because it's you know I've got to watch it. Dinner went by, blah blah blah. blah. I got yelled at later that night. Who yelled at you? By the wife. By the wife for look for having my phone out and looking at my phone and paying attention to that. Now, in her defense, maybe it did seem like a little much because there was a lot of fist pumping going on uh, for myself in this loud atmosphere with laser beams everywhere, eating like the best Italian food you'll ever eat. <laughs> but, uh, but anyways. Yeah, we went out New Year's Eve, uh, but then I got yelled at for watching Michigan lose. So, but I'll take it every time. That was like amazing, what, seven hours, seven and a half hours of football? It was just between the Notre Dame game and just right into that. Because the Georgia game was phenomenal. About the Michigan followed by the Ohio State-Georgia game, but. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, if you want to roll the, the two days in, I mean, it was phenomenal. And, I missed, and because of the argument. Of uh, of the Michigan TCU game at uh, dinner, I missed the first half of Georgia Ohio State trying to prove a point uh, that I mean I have, didn't have really believe seen, in. Have you seen the video of the guy who synced up the ball drop with the with the three different views of the Ohio State Georgia game and how phenomenal and how basically when he misses the kick the ball like the explodes or whatever like that was that was my New Year's was listening to the game on the radio on the ride home. Um, and yep. like being like, everyone be quiet. I need to know if this kid goes in and my kids being like, we watch SpongeBob. I'm like, no, daddy's listening to the game. <laughs> no, no, no. Now, it was, a, listen, this was a great bowl season and it sucks that Michigan was involved, but this has been the best college football playoff we've ever seen. Hands down of the, of, of the, of the two games. Absolutely. I mean, it's not even a question of the, of the, of the semifinal games. Hands down. Yeah. Hands down has been the best. Look, there is there is a jet. I don't give a shit how big a hot trash TCU is. 
They have one game. We are one game away from crowning the hypnotoad as the 2022-2023 national champion. They're not, That's fucking they're, awesome. They're not, they're not winning. Listen, there. nobody's going to be cheering harder for Georgia than me because I of I am of the of the school of thought that is status quo. Because if TCU wins, what are we doing here? How how is that not us? How is that not our name? That's uh, the thought so too. I'll, so I will be rooting for Georgia just for the status quo. However, if TCU does pull this off, this beats 2007 season beginning to end by a mile, by a fucking mile. Like you, I, you add everything I, I that was like, crazy. About- that game will be insane if TCU wins the game because there's just no way that George is going to lay an egg. I don't know. I agree. I agree. Like I, I think Georgia wins probably three touchdowns, but it's still just one game, fellas, and anything can happen. And whole and hypnotoad is a real thing. This this could happen. Again, I'll be rooting for Georgia if if rooting is the right word to use here. But I'm a big believer in the status quo. Like if it's, if anyone's going to win a national championship and not Notre Dame, might as well be Alabama or Georgia. But best case scenario. That's my year. thought too. Is if if it's not going to be Notre Dame, I don't want some new blood in there to to nope. steal recruits. Nope. Nope. Just just be the same old. That's fine with me. Yeah, I I want those stories about. Yeah, I want those stories written about Notre Dame. I don't want those stories written about TCU. I didn't want them written about Michigan. I don't want them written about TCU. I, I I don't want new blood stories being written about any anyone other than than my team. Yeah. So we're so as much as I was rocking the my purple home field TCU shirt, uh, I also have a between the edges Georgia shirt in the, in the drawer that will be pulled out, friends. I I. Make good. No, ask for any apologies here. And you know what? And and we haven't mentioned it before. Um, I I mentioned it on the pod numerous times. My my wife is phenomenally superstitious about football games. Um, there's a Pittsburgh Steelers flag that's not allowed to be flown. I I spent. I spent money on a Pittsburgh Steelers flag and they went on a losing streak after we bought it. And she told me, Nope, that is sitting. That is not going to be flown again ever. Uh, And I showed it to her this weekend. Um, And I only say that I showed it to her this weekend because I showed it to her after I messaged Jude during the TCU USC game. And I said, Jude, tell me you are wearing every ounce of TCU gear. Cause I knew that Jude had, I own it. The entire home field apparel. The entire Tulane uh, home field apparel collection. I knew that he owned it. And I was like, you're wearing everything. Right. And Jude's like, no, I'm oh not wearing God. any of it. No. And I'm like, Jude, my wife needs you to be wearing that, <laughs> which is which is an odd request. Except you know we're such good friends. I I immediately understood what he was talking about. So so, but so Brian Ke- Brian Brian Kelly would understand this this train of thought, right? This train of thought. But here's the thing: it's not a weird you train of so thought. Good friends? It's not a weird train of thought because here's the thing about it: 
what happened approximately one minute after you put on the sweatshirt? Do you, do you want to let people know what happened one minute after you put on the sweatshirt? Um, pretty much the greatest comeback in, uh, in modern college football history, right? So I think like, I mean, for me, I, I, I kind of like jokingly, uh, bring it up to my wife. Like you're really superstitious about the shirts things. Like we have to wear, we buy the shirt every year to Josh's chagrin. Um, terrible, terrible tradition. Yeah. But here's the thing. She's right because it worked and it did work. (laughs) USC lost. I would say because Jude put on that shirt. And what did I say? What did I say? I don't care what our bowl records were in our picks. Jude's the fucking champion. He's a champion. He he puts it on. He hustled hustled and put it on. on. Set a pick to prove that he had it on. And Tulane does the thing. And Tulane does the thing. And like it worked. So like I can't talk shit. Christy was right. He's a champion. Dude's a champion. Well, he is a champion. I mean, we have. What's that? We haven't won a national championship uh, all these years, have we, Brennan? Uh, no. You guys but not, listen, why don't you guys not buy uh, your whole family the shirt this year? And then happen. when we win a national championship with Sam Hartman, you guys don't have to buy it ever again. <laughs> um, I mean, I'm willing to do a one year. Uh, especially if the design is heinous. It's not, it's not working, Christy. It's not working, Christy. Listen to me. There's a little logic. It's, if it's not, Notre Dame has won a national championship since 1993. It's not working. Yes. We've only consistently fight. bought them as a couple since uh, 2007. No, you, you should do. Buy the entire family a beautiful shirt from Homefield Apparel over at homefieldapparel.com. But I already did something else. <laughs> the family has a barrel for people.com. Give us a goddamn refresh. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, they will return my emails on that. Uh, everyone's very mad that they're. Oh yeah. Speaking of which, uh, we have, have we yet to utter, uh, I don't know, top five bowl victory this season. Eastern Michigan Eagles. I don't uh, know. We talked about we talked about the fact Chris, that there Chris, weren't a lot of Chris we, we, Dowson, right? we talked about the fact that there weren't any bull blowouts. And I thought you were going to mention, except for the fact for my Eastern Michigan Eagles blew out uh, the only team they're able to beat in bowl games. It's that I mean, listen, when you beat when you beat a team in a bowl game as one team, Free. the Eastern Michigan. Michigan Hurons, you you got to do it again uh, once you change uh, your mascot up. So now that we got that out of the way, now I predict like five bowl wins in a row coming up for Emu. As long as as long as it's the same opponent, though, right? No, no. Think, now, now we can move on. Now we can move on. Now we. Can, I think now, Emu now has that, that that BDE. That brick dick energy. <laughs> and Homefield refuses to put that on a hoodie. And I they don't like even refuse. Spotted. They don't even refuse. They've outright said we are They've not said that. They will not. They will not. I've lived in Michigan. I lived in Michigan and it's beautiful. I worked at the Domino's right across. Like every picture of the brick dick, they make it a point to not have the Domino's in the background. Uh, and I think that's a crime because that's a. 
just a beautiful representation of what Ypsilanti is all about. But anyways, I mean, the holiday brick dick was amazing. The red shaft, the green, the green roof slash tip. Breaking T won't do it. Homefield won't do it. God damn it. I'm about to go independent. Was there anything else? Was there any other amazing bowl games we had to get to? Um, I mean, the Georgia game was amazing in that the last year's Lou Groza, right? (laughs) Uh, Award-winning field goal kicker. Like, I would have been despondent if I'm an Ohio State fan. And I understand they have a lot of beef with Ryan Day. But the fact that Ryan Day basically played for a 50-yard field goal was insane to me when yeah. like the only thing that he was not great at, if you could have gotten that thing at like 45, it was game over and you were playing for a 50 yard field goal. Um, well, cause that dude, that dude can't hit a 50 yarder. He can't. That's the only thing that he's missed this year. He can't hit a 50 yarder, but if you get it inside of 50, he's Mr. Automatic. And you were playing for a 50-yard field goal. I don't understand that entire decision. And, you know, you look at C.J. Stroud, and he played the game of his career. He didn't have anybody at at running back. Uh, Marvin Harrison went out in the game, who was unstoppable. And it didn't matter to C.J. Stroud because he played a career-defining football game. And you wasted it because you refused to – put your field goal kicker in a better position to win the football game. And you played scared and I hated everything about it. And Ryan I'm, day is the loser. And I'm, I'm normally very like, um, like screw you to Buckeye fans. when they start bitching about, uh, like they, they used to bitch about Meyer, uh, you know, you know, and they were bitching about day. I totally feel like all, all their bitching like has come <laughs> Come home to roost. You lose the Michigan two years in a row and yeah, blowout and ch- fashion. Choke. And, then you, and you choked. You back into the playoffs and you ch- you had it and you choked it because of how you managed it. Like absolutely outcoached. Uh, shave your beard. Uh, stop using just for men. Like those chemicals. Stop ruin, looking like a garden gnome. Yeah, the chemicals are ruining your brain. By the way, I am absolutely loving the off-season chaos that Jim Harbaugh always brings after bowl games where he's either about to get fired or about to leave Michigan to go to the NFL. Like, this is very fun. The report from The Athletic is that he's gone. If he gets an offer, he's gone. Yeah, well, if he gets is doing a lot of heavy lifting there, Brendan. Uh, yeah, if he gets offered, well, Carolina reached out to him and talked. I don't know if they're going to offer him the job, but um, Carolina, who most recently uh, had Matt Rule as their head coach. Uh, they but here's here's the thing: Jim Harbaugh's decision is actually one of the most normal. the The alleged reasoning behind Harbaugh wanting to make the jump is the most normal thing I could think of, and the reasoning is that there is that. Some source is saying that one source is saying that Harbaugh is just done with what college football is becoming. Like Harbaugh doesn't want to fuck around with the portal and all this other shit. Like he, he don't want to mess with that anymore. That's too much work. And you know what? I can't. That's blame a lot him. of depth yeah, energy right there. 
That, that, that is big right, you know, that is right, big right. Dabo energy. No, 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 no. Dabo energy is standing up on that podium and still bitching about it and whining and this and that. Harbaugh's just like, fuck this. I'm going to bounce. That's different than Dabo. Dabo is a fucking, he's a, he's a fucking. Shuckster. He's, he's going to lie. He's going to lie. And yeah. Harbaugh, as harsh as it may seem for Michigan fans, and I can care less if it is or not, but. And it's it's fucking it's a that's a real reason and like look I'm just not gonna play fuck around with this anymore I'm gonna go do this that's absolutely fine like I think that's like, you don't want to you don't want to mess with with what college football has become it's too much work okay what I mean that's that's a normal thing that's, and I I had this discussion that, with a friend that's not Dabo up there bitching or fucking. I had this discussion with a friend earlier today. And if he does jump, who does Michigan hire? And he was like, I don't know who Michigan hires, but Mike Elston, but well, you can, you can say that, but in the post LSU, Brian Kelly landscape, no one is safe. If Michigan's got, is Michigan's got the bag, you can hire anyone if you're willing to make them the highest paid coach in the country. But do they though? Michigan, Michigan is a pretty conservative. They are that respect. So like I wouldn't but if, expect if Steven Ross wants to pay somebody though, I mean Steven Ross will pay somebody. He'll pay doctors to get too odd onto the field when he shouldn't be on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, so but I mean who if, do they who do they who do they target? Who do they go after? Well, I mean there's uh you know, Poji, the the former associate coach who took the Charlotte job, uh would be the 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 absolute fallback. But they could uh, Everybody's favorite, Coach Osinko, right? He's right there. They could they could make a run on uh, Campbell. I love it. I love it. I Dude, love it if, very much <clears throat> if they made a run on Coach Osinko. I, mean, I Matt can't Gam- imagine Matt Campbell's stock is any lower than it's been right than it is right now. Right now, which means Michigan will probably get him cheaper. Right. Which is a very um, Michigan thing to do. But they could, all, they, I mean, any coach they want, theoretically, if they had the bag, they could get to take the Michigan job, right? I mean, theoretically, yeah. I mean, because a bag's a bag, right? That's what I'm saying. It's like we all said, like, Brian Kelly, LSU, you're out of your mind. Um. And it happened. I mean, Michigan, Michigan's far more concerned about cultural fit than LSU is. Yeah, that that's LSU the big thing for fuck. Michigan is you got to find a Michigan man. Is that's a that's that's a Michigan thing? Is you have to and find I, so less Miles, also, Michigan uh, man. <clears throat> less Miles, Urban Meyer, <laughs> right? Dude, if they, oh my God, there's no way. There's no say whatever you want about Michigan, they would never dip. They would. There wouldn't even be an offer to throw Urban Meyer's way. You know, you say that. Even even if Urban Meyer reached out via his agent about interest, they still wouldn't go that route. I guarantee it. Guarantee it. I don't think that you're wrong. They passed on. They passed two times on Brian Kelly because of some uh, because of some teabagging picks that supposedly exist out there. That if look if there was pictures of Brian Kelly getting teabagged, we with him being the head coach of Notre Dame, you would have fucking seen him by now. 
Yeah. Hell, hell with him being in the SEC, you would have seen him by now. I think they just didn't want him because he didn't. Uh, he wasn't a Michigan man and he didn't have the experience at the time. Well, um, I'm just saying. Like Michigan's, regardless of who the AD is, so that, uh, John he, he gets sucked into that whole Michigan, Michigan thing. <laughs> <laughs> Sign me up for that. Bill O'Brien. It'll be Bill O'Brien. Eric sleeping with the enemy to Michigan. Oh man, it. Oof. Kellen Moore to Michigan. I can just, I can, I can make, I can generate my own uh, rumor. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore. Yeah. <laughs> Offensive coordinator. Blue turf on the. Uh, or a big star, right? Isn't he down in Dallas? Yeah. Dan yeah, I don't know. Michigan. I, I like the thought of back Campbell. I think that's perfect. It, I look, look, Michigan's used to blow up. Big, big, hey, big leads. Dan Quinn would be perfect. The worst possible thing they could do. Listen to me, Michigan. Worst possible thing you could do is look about a half a mile to your left. Uh, at Chris Creighton. Just fuck. Just he's toxic. He will. He will drag your program down to the depths of hell. How is Chris Creighton not? <laughs> I mean, I, I joke about it all the time. How is he not? Well, the same reason that like Matt can, um, what's his name? Uh, the coach of, uh, candle, the coach of, uh, Toledo, Canada. No, Toledo? Not Canada. uh, candle, candle, oh, yeah. candle. candle, Jason candle, Jason candle, Jason. Yeah. Jason. I mean, Eastern Michigan is objectively one of the top 10 worst places to coach in all of FBS. How I don't know and, if it's objective. I mean, within the within that within that top ten range, they, they may not be the worst, uh, because there's a lot of there's. I mean, shit, we're talking, the FBS just keeps growing, uh, but I mean, it's a tough place to win, has been historically, and yet what he's done, uh, in IFC during his time, that's like that's unheard of. You just you just don't do that and are a mid coach. You're a good fucking coach. I am just shocked. I mean, I am shocked that he's going to be coming back to Easter next year. This is amazing. I don't get it. It's awesome, but it just, it doesn't make any sense to me. Like if you can win six games a year at Eastern Michigan, you should be getting uh power five job offers without, without doubt. Like that, that that's definitely like a, a very Purdue type hire. Right. And I mean, I would, I would assume, well, maybe whoever Michigan plucks, they'll take Creighton. Yeah. I'm just saying, but I mean, once the, once the NFL opens up their doors for business, I imagine there's some college coaches. Like I'm not even sure. Like, would you be shocked if Lincoln Riley takes an NFL job? No, no, that's what that, I mean. That's what I'm Listen, saying. He, it's like he is really only one year away from an NFL from job, a, from another choke job. I mean, like if you're if you're supposed to be one of the top five coaches in college football, right? Like you're supposed to be, but yet you can't yeah. win a bowl game, or you can't win your conference, or you can't win a playoff he game. Has, 
He has Cliff Kingsbury Did you, energy written all over him. He does have right. Right. It's like one foot like the Abe Simpson gif coming in, putting his hat on, yeah. spinning it around, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Like like now now it's done so. Like you're just Yeah. I could I could totally see Lincoln Riley Bolton uh, for the NFL. I mean, if the right NFL yeah, job opens up, even this off, even this off season, that's what this I'm saying. Is this like off season? I think mm-hmm. if the right, right. NFL, like who, who wants the Denver job? Like, do you want do you want the Denver job? Do you do you want to prove your? I mean, QB acumen. Can you I'll fix Russell Wilson? Ride. That's right, Broncos country. Let's ride. I, I just I think it's one of those instances where, where does, does he get like, it where does he get it where his Oklahoma Jordans again? No one I, would say look, boo about I it. I think there's only. I think there's only one possible person they can hire in Denver. Lovey Smith. Let's do it. Let's make as it long as he's got the Papa Smurf beard. Absolutely. <laughs> oh, shit. If you can get Rex Grossman to the Super Bowl, you can get Russ Wilson to the Super Bowl again, right? What? I mean, you got to have Devin Hester on that team, too. <laughs> Who's your Devin Hester? I figure that one out. Cortland Sutlin? I don't know. No. <laughs> oh, shit. Man, it has been wild. And it's still one game to go. I mean, dude, we are one game away from a hypnotode national yeah, Brandon, championship. Brandon, what's the line on that game? Uh, 13 and a half is the last I saw. Wow. Um, that's what I said. My, my dad gave me even odds. He said ten bucks oh. even odds, and he took TCU. And I was like, "Dad, Perfect. thank you for thanks That's, for ten bucks. Thanks free ten bucks. Thanks for the free ten bucks." Because I don't, I don't see how this game. I think they get death bucketed. Like TCU is going to get a death bucket, right? Is there is there any world that exists where Max Duggan can come out and can throw sub fifty percent passes, and he's not in a death bucket scenario? You have in order to beat a Georgia or an Alabama or an, uh, that level of SEC and that level of talent, you need to have transcendent quarterback play like Ohio State got out of CJ. Well, okay, so that's let, the only way. Of, but you need some weird bounces, right? But I mean, like, there's some things that line up a little bit, right? Like, we're basically talking about the semifinals are both a couple of 50-50 games. Points wise, like, I don't know, man, like Michigan's defense was good. I don't know. Was, I mean, I know you was got, Michigan's defense I mean, good because th- they played three I mean, offenses got, all year and it was TCU, Purdue I, and, you know, and Ohio State. Else explain it more and more agrees with that than than I do. But I mean, I guess in that game, too, you had a couple of pick sixes. <laughs> uh, to to put on the board. I don't know, man. Like what? What's uh? Let me see what DraftKings has here. Because uh, I just twelve and a half with an over under of sixty two and a half. What's that? What's Are we all like what? this one? 
Is anyone going to take TCU and try to get, keep it within 12 and a half points? I mean, no. that's, that, that screams like a, like a 41, 26 game. Yeah. It screams like a death bucket. It's, it, it sounds like the only reason that it's not a four score game is that TCU scores a late touchdown. I, I wonder, is this the biggest spread in a national championship game in the playoff era? Nah, I doubt it. Uh, no, I don't doubt it in the playoff era. Cause it's, a, it's been Clemson, Alabama the, half the time in the playoff era. Yeah. And then we got Clemson air. We got Alabama and Georgia last year, right? This feels like this, this is the biggest spread of the playoff era in the championship I so. game. I think that we sacrificed the, the first round for the second round. And that the, the national championship games have been bangers the last bunch of years. Other than the Clemson I mean, Alabama game, but I mean, put put Michigan, put make it Michigan Georgia. Is the spread any different? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think um, so. they had some futures on it, and I think Michigan Georgia was like four and a half. Oh my um, god! Yeah, well, I know yeah. Fortuna had Michigan Michigan pick to win it all. Of course he did. He could control his own listeners harder. Than uh, than that. <laughs> well, the other kids at his, his school pickup in Chicago there uh, are probably Michigan fans. So, <laughs> uh, I mean, even if you believe it, don't say it, man. <laughs> I, it should have been Michigan Georgia, to be honest. It should have been Michigan Georgia. Like I said, the Michigan game you, was the biggest choke I've seen, and like I don't even know how long. We said it on the last podcast, but it happened again. Remember I told you in the last podcast that there was already message board things going up from Michigan about talking on like how to like get a part of the national championship this season, yeah. even if they lose. Yeah. It, that. I, there's somebody, they did it again. To prevail, they it, would be able to claim half a national championship, right? Yep. Yep. If TC, if TCU beats Georgia, they feel that they should, they should have a claim of a, of a half a national championship. I figure that one, figure that one out. I can't figure it's it out. The most Mich- it's the most Michigan way of thinking, like just to be like clamoring for a half a title or an eighth of one or whatever is just the most Michigan. Like they don't know anything else, but this is all they know. Oh gosh. I mean, you're not wrong because it is all they know. But it's just, it's just, it, dude, it cracked me up. They, we, I know we said in the last podcast because I saw, saw a message board posts out, out there about that from Michigan uh, people. And then again, right after this game, here's some more. Like this is fucking amazing. Like they were real. Like the, their biggest, I think their biggest one was if Ohio State, if it was Ohio State TCU. If it was Ohio State TCU, they would have, they would have claimed it. Yeah. Well, there was also well, because I mean, let's I mean, just be honest. And by the way, Jude, we are past the decade mark for the 2012 national championship, the mm-hmm. Notre Dame okay. one. And uh, I'd say sometime this spring, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if there was a post on one foot down that uh, went ahead and claimed the 2012 national championship. I'm just saying. <laughs> uh, but okay. Yeah, we're we're past a decade. Like, Hello, Coley no Matrix. We love you. 
Exactly. But, but I think, but I, I do believe, um, like, I don't know, one of the math, one of the Michigan math nerds got on there. I do believe like one of the, uh, one of the computers or something like that. I think they could have Michigan at number one once this is all said and done. So if that's the case, they will, they will run with that way sooner than my decade, uh, uh, statue limitations. <laughs> like the next day, they'll be running with that shit. That night, print the shirts. They'll run through the banner next year. Go blue, <laughs> 2023 Coley Matrix champions. <laughs> yeah. Kiss the rings. <laughs> oh my goodness! What a fucking season. So what we, a season, man. Are we this picking is, this game? I mean, if there's any of us that aren't picking Georgia and laying the points, I then the, the other person's crazy. How much do we want? Do we want to put the, the standard 10? Or do we want to uh, can you give us a, a can you give bit. us an update on how much money we've won or lost this year? We're 60 down. 60 down? 60 down. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, let's do the standard 10. Yeah. Do you want to do the standard 10? That's fine. Well, it's, it's, I, it's only I standard 10 for way. bowl season. It's only standard 10 because we were doing 20 uh, outside bowl season. And then for the bowl season, I made the executive decision looking at the number of games. I was like, because there are so many games. <laughs> there's so many games like we we lost some money well, the, well, the, the, we were well, we were in the back, black the- we were in the black going into the bowl season I mean, and then there was I mean, the arkansas oregon get- old miss oh, minnesota yeah, washington and then all of a sudden so if, we so fell so out if of we bet if we bet 10 we're winning four dollars and 35 cents right no, if we bet ten, then we win um, nineteen bucks. So we were nine up. Because you basically, if you bet, if it's one ten um, on the bet, so if you bet ten bucks, you're gonna win nine. So your ten turns into nineteen. So if you bet twenty, then you're bet you're winning thirty nine. Oh yeah, yeah, on the spread, on the spread. I, I'm yeah, looking yeah. at the money line. Oh, the money line's got to be way worse. Yeah, money line is Garbo. So um, it's minus minus four thirty five. Yeah. Yeah, we're not, not going to get thirty five. There's no money to be made there. There's no money to be made there. No, 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 no. I'll, uh, I'll, which is fitting for me. Would I come in like third? Uh, now tally you're site third. for money line. Yeah. On tally site. Oh, no, no, no. I'm saying for the picks here. Um, oh, I, yeah. I, oh. In the bull those picks, are, those are. in the bull picks, you want – I was – I picked 21, correct? Jude was 19, and you were 14, and you finished <laughs> sub 500 on the year. I was 16, 54. Jude was 57, 57, what? and you were 56, 50, 58. I absolutely call bullshit on that. I will, I will, I will play the role of Wolverine. And claim, you know, I, I claim you have. I fucking won a championship. I'm a regular you did. Champ. You won the regular season championship. You were Notre Dame 2020. 2020. Print the shirts. 
I'm Notre Dame uh, 2022 ACC champion. Yeah. Did I? I didn't tell you. I had uh, quite a few DMs, Brendan, about uh, uh, where's the ACC shirt. And one in particular was from my uh, fr- from a, a young lass looking for um, Christmas Christmas gifts yeah. for her family. <laughs> that, did I send that to you? <laughs> yeah, I saw it. Um, so so the problem with it is is um, I just didn't I lawyers. didn't know how to I didn't know how to put it together. <laughs> yeah, lawyers. Lawyers. That's a great excuse uh, for anything. Yeah, but, but also, um, we'll design a, a T-shirt um, without without a muse. And I, I don't know. I, I mean, I would have mm. just made a uh, like I'm too much too much uh, too much color, right? I didn't know what uh, what was there. I can make one and still make one. There's no reason I can't make I sh- one. I, you know what? I should have. I should just like. Uh, I used to do this with breaking tea. Where I would send them like the worst drawn thing imaginable. And be like, I could, I could make send me this shirt. The greatest and I, drawn and thing. And I had to walk I don't I had to walk them through it. Like, no, this is what this drawing really looks like. I could send them a picture was, of Marcus Freeman and Jack Schwarbrick drinking Pinot Grigio on a yacht. It said ACC Champs 2022. And everyone would love it. You know what? Just just do Freeman playing the the, the one uh, go ACC meme with him drink with the uh, Dan Aykroyd with the sweater vest and the, oh, and the champagne. The sweater vest, you know what yeah. I'm talking about? Sh- I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah. Put that on the ACC champs. I mean, or, or or you're right. The uh, the one with the uh, with the couple sitting at the table with the with the wine and the the charcuterie charcuterie board. That's another good one, yeah. That's probably, you know what? That's probably the the most accurate representation of it all, anyways. I mean, they won the ACC, so. Hey, you know who can't win uh, the ACC? Uh, Notre Dame basketball, who just lost their fourth fucking straight ACC game of the season. This time to oh. Boston College, seventy yeah. sixty three, and they blew a lead. This Christy is a trash basketball. Tra- like. Christy is is she'll put on the games and like I'm like why are you why are you doing this and she actually turned it on to put back on below decks and I was like good for yeah. you good because for here's the thing about it is um, you either die a hero or you live long enough become a villain and Mike Bray you are a villain at this point you you cannot you are no longer in a position to be the head coach of Notre Dame football, of basketball. This is literally this is literally the most veteran team in college basketball this season with guys that have it's none of the shit makes sense other than the fact that I don't know. You needed a big man. Didn't get one like like Priester's like going crazy and I love him for it. He's screaming about Paul. Like you need a Paul Atkinson because you absolutely do because as good as a shooting team as this is, they go through lulls. And with Atkinson, at least last year, they could just feed it down into him during a lull to keep him going. Plus, I don't know, maybe play some fucking defense. Like I turned on the uh, this. It's uh, it's so it's such a bad year. It's it's so 
it's time. It's, it's time so for terrible. change. It's it, like, and if you don't pull the trigger now, like you need to pull the trigger this after this year. Like, I, I don't know how you do it. They probably should have pulled the trigger three years ago, but they didn't. And then they got the tournament bid um, and it looked better, but like they needed Mike, to move on. Why can't Mike Ray just I, and I get it for the school? University and just step out, and that's the problem. And that's the problem. That is the. I think that's a massive problem that he. I just think that he is one of those people, and look, it's fine. But you just you think just this thing right here, and we got it. Like a belief in yourself and a belief in what you've done, especially somebody who's been doing it that long. But I mean, like, we are a quarter, uh, a little more than a quarter into the basketball season, and we are trash. We're they were trash in the non-conference small. against all of the sh- the 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 schleps that they played. They were too. All, they were all close games. They were all they close were all games. close games they against had a the fight schleps. For every one of those bye games. Yeah, I mean it's it's been an embarrassing season, and it's only exacerbated by the fact that like it's sort of been the standard, right? Like I and Bonzi Colson I mean, is next year. I mean, it's the same shit. Bonzi Colson isn't here anymore. Listen, what do you, what do you have next isn't year? here anymore. Like, I don't know. It, it feels like Mike Bray to me feels like what if Notre Dame football just decided to make um, Bob Davey their, uh, you know, Frank Beamer. And they just gave him a lifetime contract. Yo, and you luck into a good season and you're just like, we're going to live based off the fact that we had – Two good years and uh, great years, great years, great, yeah, elite eight years. And this great is, years. but, 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 but that's that's it. And then everything sort yeah. of around it is mediocre or bad. Well, see, and then now you're just in such a bad situation for next year. You literally only have two players playing that can that be can out. come back next year, and who's to say, yeah. say they will? Even if, even if, even if Bray returns, you can't say for you can't say fact that Starling and Ben Allen Lubin come back. They could transfer. They could go in the NBA draft. Who fucking? I mean, I, it's twenty twenty. Either one. It's twenty twenty three. Should they get draft, transfer for sure? Yeah. Twenty twenty three. I mean, yeah. who fucking knows? But well, I mean, like you have all these fifth and six six year seniors playing. There's no. There's literally very little development going on for the future. Other than you, you got some guys collected that you won't play. It's just like we don't even know what the hell we're gonna have next. Uh, Supposedly this was get, the year where, <laughs> no, hey, you could have gotten this was supposed to be like a, a fifth or sixth seed year, right? You get a fifth or sixth seed in the the NCAA tournament, and you get to a Sweet Sixteen, maybe was was supposed to be. Uh, this, this was this, supposed to be this, a Sweet Sixteen this, year, right? This was supposed to be a Sweet Sixteen year with. Who knows what happens in the tournament with that? Like, like we thought they like shoot, we, this is a they team shoot that can the make it to the Sweet 16. Right. And they get exactly. hot shooting the three. And, they and have, maybe they get, yeah. You know, it's and look, there, there is no pot. I, I, I'm about ready to spin, spin like, hey, who knows? With a, with a team that can shoot, who knows what happens? Yeah. Blah, blah, blah. But no, it's this season is fucked, man. They don't play any defense. And like, is there anything, even the games they win, it's the least enjoyable basketball you can watch. 
Like there is nothing. I hope everybody enjoy the Michigan State game. Which was a Michigan State Michigan game with State game no the, the roster. <laughs> yeah. State didn't right. even it's have a the roster. the highlight of the season. Yeah. You just you and, lost to – you just lost your first four fucking conference games. And they didn't and even play Syracuse, the best – yeah. No. Syracuse. Boston College. Boston College. Oh, my fucking – I just – You got UNC. Miami's good, but I mean – Miami's like, good. Miami's good. Miami's but you had – but you, I mean, that's how you frustrated it is. Away. Yeah, you, you choked, choked away the, the Miami game. Choked away the Boston. They were up double digits against Boston College today. Oh yeah, and I knew they were gonna lose. And yeah. I, I'm not normally that way. I'm not normally that way. But man, I was that way. As soon as I, like, nope, this is not gonna end well, and it did not. So, women's basketball is ranked in the top five. Yep. Yeah. I haven't checked. I haven't checked the pairwise rankings for Notre Dame, but. Uh, they seem to be doing okay pairwise rankings wise. Their overall record isn't great, uh, but we get back into Big Ten play uh, here next weekend. ACC uh, again. That's that's a whole, no ACC. Oh, um, uh, hockey. Yeah. Hockey. Yeah, hockey. We got Wisconsin coming up. Uh, they split with Alaska, right? We just split with Alaska. Yep. Yeah. Which they should. I mean. They shouldn't have split with Alaska. No, you as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. And you're at home. Like I mean, that's a long ways. Alaska's like another country. It's fucking Russia. Yeah. Um, to put a bow on bowl season, um, I just want to get this out to here. Um, it, it really drove home this. I mean, specifically the last two days. The the thing about college football, um, and I guess just sports in general, because only one team can be crowned champion, as much as anything else, schadenfreude and watching your rivals fail brings you as much awesome. joy as your team winning, right? Especially when it's the last game of the season. When it's the last game of the season. Right, 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 right. Especially. Because if, if only one team can be crowned, champion if it's not you watching other teams that are your rivals lose brings you as much joy because watching michigan lose and watching usc lose brought me as much joy as notre dame winning the gator bowl are you guys on the same the same level like watching usc lose that game and watching michigan lose that game was as joyful as notre dame winning and and i feel that Normally I'm not Dame, like that, but I I really was this year. Uh, that, Notre Dame won the because, Gator Bowl. Because it was just, I mean, it was just the fucking Gator. Won. Right, right, right. If 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 Notre Dame won and those two teams won, I would have not felt as good as I do now. Um, going into the you know off season, knowing that that Notre Dame won and those two teams lost. Well, plus plus we have big baddie, big baby daddy Sam Hartman in the in the back pocket too. Right. That adds to the. Love. But like Jude, Jude, do you do you hold the same petty Schadenfreude that me and Josh do? Hundred uh, percent. Just it it warms it warms the heart. Like you know your best day. Like a let's say you're a, like a hockey guy, right? And your best day is like when the when the Devils win and the Rangers and the Islanders lose or something like that. It's the same exact way, same exact thing. You know, Notre Dame winning was was absolutely joyous, and then watching Michigan just 
self-destruct and then usc was like literally cherry on top of the just enormous the fun bowl sunday it's just that's the thing about sports is it's like it's funny that you mentioned that too josh that 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 it was this season that that really hit it off for you it for me too it's like that's when it really dawned on me when it's like seeing other people not find joy um, <laughs> is compounded joy. with my joy, compounded with my joy. Because if Notre Dame had lost two, I didn't want to live in their their mire. Um, but my joy compounded with their their sadness made it that much better. Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. And look, again, it's it's just the Gator Bowl. If it would have been like a Fiesta Bowl win or something like that, then the joy of Notre Dame winning would have, would, would have exceeded. Yeah, what everyone other else than, did probably wouldn't have Other than Michigan winning a natty. Other than like a Michigan winning a natty or something like that. Well, just we couldn't have them make the championship game. Right. Yeah, we can't have can't have Michigan one up on you on that. Where, well, hey, we have a playoff win. You can't have that. That was uh, the importance of that is critical. Absolutely critical. Maybe not to Notre Dame's future, but to my sanity. Yeah, yeah. Well, Ohio it's State bad, uh, missing that bad, kick was it's bad enough. They been, it's bad enough they've been in it as many times as Notre Dame. That's bad enough. Yeah. But making sure that they didn't advance uh, and losing to TCU is good. That's good. Yes. Yeah. You lost to a layup. Handle your cupcakes, Michigan. Jesus. <laughs> were they were they not Colorado State enough for you? <laughs> they were not Hawaii enough. Which uh, that's why I think um, I don't know if you saw the uh, the old Skype, but that's why I think the pot art. Uh, I hope it's the pot art tonight. Is uh, on point. <laughs> I don't even, I didn't even see it yet. Normally I do. Oh yeah yeah there we are. Yep, that'll be it. Yep, that's it, right? Yep. Yep, perfect. <laughs> oh man, that's perfect. All right. Well, I think that's I think that's good enough. I think we did our job tonight. Yeah, we did the thing. Did you did you guys see the tweet, the uh, Ric Flair tweet? Oh no no no! I, you I saw it. I mean, I liked it. Our prom our promise to. Uh, my promise from us to everybody. Jude, did you see it? I saw it. Yeah. Enjoyed it. Okay. Okay. We're going to make them. We're going to make you like us. All right. Mr. Seymour, what do you got left in the tank? I got nothing. I just uh, hope everybody um, made it through their holiday uh, excursions safely uh without conflict in their their uh, relative groups and uh and had a, a happy new year uh to those that make resolutions i hope you haven't already broken them but if you have fuck it resolutions are fake it's a social construct what if you just, just, post, what if you just mm-hmm. postpone them what if you just postpone them i say you do you man if it makes you happy it can't be that bad as the poet Cheryl crow once said Is she a poet? Did she, did she win a uh, 
Oh, what's the fucking poet award? Laureate. Well, Laureate? yeah, she had Nobel la- uh, Laureate. I think it goes Sylvia Plath, E. E. Cummings, Amanda Gorman, Cheryl Crow. I think that's how it goes. That, uh, that is some so, bullshit. Somehow, somehow you're missing <laughs> uh, Method Man. <laughs> Two chains. <laughs> How is uh, Oscar Wilde, uh, James Joyce? I mean, what what are you doing here? Why do you hate Irish people so heavily? Uh, why do you hate Billy Yeats? Um, I, I I'm. Why are I, you trying to? Why do you? Why are you trying to put the patriarchy in my list of mostly women? Huh? Uh, because uh, it is uh, uh, we're talking about uh, poets, uh, and there okay. was hundred years did, of them. Where's Yeats? Where's Yeats? I mean, I'm, 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 I'm very. Uh... Where's, where's Megan the Stallion then, Jude? What the hell's wrong with you? <laughs> Keats and Yeats are on our side, Brendan. I, yeah. Somewhere Walt Whitman. Somewhere Walt Whitman just uh, made Walt a deal Whitman, with the devil to, Frost, to come back from hell. Um, like Frost, there is a all. lot of poets that you are just issuing for the modern uh the modern era of nonsense uh that's fine well i mean uh, I, I mean, it, I mean hey, just, hey, just thinking of, of like hey i will say this i went to see cheryl crow last summer she is 60 years old and she's still rocking great voice um she only uses one square of toilet paper even when she poops so uh what? ugh no, I wish you hadn't told me that. Well, now you know. Now That's you know a, that she's your hero's moment, there, friend. Now she uses. Well, I, she uses well, I know square. for a fact. I know for a fact that Stevie Nicks uses more than one square of toilet paper. There's no other route there. Uh, Brendan, what do you got left of the tank besides listing off every poet that wants to kill us now? Uh, yeah, they all want to kill you. Uh, that's sort of poet's uh, ML, right? Um, I got nothing left in the tank. It's post Christmas. I've got all the decals. Uh, I built most of the Legos. Um, I've done all of my fatherly uh, duties to this point. Um, I hope all of you had a phenomenal uh, New Year's and Christmas. Um, we had a we had a nice one. Um, supposed to be 60 day we didn't get the 60 but um yeah hopefully we keep this uh mild winter going josh uh for you for you bud because i know how much you love Absolutely. a mild winter i had both how is this even possible it got to 62 degrees a day yep yep and my my house no sun's out but it's 62 i have the heaters all turned off it got up to like 77 fucking degrees in this house with no heat and it's 62 outside. How is that possible? What, what science exists out there and fake math, fake math where yeah. that happens? There's a 15 degree difference between the inside and outside temperature. And I got nothing. I got, I'm not even cooking. There's nothing going on. I had one, one three wick candle from bed, bath beyond or Wait, uh, Bath and Body Works. Bath or, and Body Works. One yeah, of the bees. Yeah. One of the bees. One of the bees, yeah. one of the bees out there. One of the That's it. I didn't even have the dryer running. Did all the laundry last night. I, when I see all the laundry, fellas, I did like nine loads. 
like Christmas just like piled up. Like, oh shit, we got school, <laughs> we got school coming up, y'all. Uh, which was nice, nice for the wife to take off for work, drop the kids off to to school, and come home, and it's just me and Bo. Uh, it's been a couple weeks of uh of that kind of sanity, of just me and the wiener dog. So, I don't know. Fuck this weather. It's winter. Be cold. Be cold or be nothing. I love it. Stupid. Stupid. Uh, anyways. All you, what's God, I mean, what is God thinking? All you're doing is giving these fucking, these wannabe snowbirds, like, more ammo. Like, the bullshit things they say. Oh, God, I wish I could be like this every day. What? A bullshit winter day where it's like semi warm and wet everywhere. You can't do a fucking thing outside. It's great. Saves me on uh, a heating bill, right? I guess. I don't. Sure. <laughs> I, I, I set a huge fire. You know, I don't know how much Christmas trash you guys get, but I mean. So much. I'm Dude, sure. I have to make a trip to the dump yeah, it, tomorrow. Because my garage is at capacity. I have a three-car garage, and one car's worth of garage is just trash. <laughs> so I I uh, decided – I mean, I had – I got a huge, huge back porch and filled with nothing but boxes. And I finally had to make that executive decision and be like, you know what? The fire pit, even though it's just a, a normal backyard fire pit, you're about to become a fucking bonfire. Uh, so I went out and burned up just about every box that we had, uh, as, as well as like some. So we have all this Christmas trash, right? Like it's, this is just there's a ton of shit. What's my wife do? She's off of work. She she took P, she took PTO time. She goes down to the basement to reorganize and to the. She has so she's got like seven bags of trash. She's got all. I mean, it's insane. Like, and this is the Christmas trash pickup. Like what, I had to go, I had to go to the city building today to go pick up a shitload of like extra trash bag tags. So outside my house right now is two 90 gallon trash cans and then like eight, uh, eight, yeah, uh, quote unquote 30 gallon. They're probably, it's probably more like 45 or 50 gallon uh, bags full of trash just from like, oh, we could finally get rid of this now, even though I said I wanted to keep it uh for the last 10 years like this is the week you decide to do that with all this other christmas trash christmas you know trash. what i'm talking about Anyways. i know what you're talking about i got cardboard christmas boxes trash. for days there's nothing but car- christmas I trash so much mind. cardboard that i'm going to put out in tomorrow's recycling it's insane they don't even take out recycling anymore i have to i have to drive to chelsea and drop it off in its own special thing and I already feel bad because just, I, that's why I just take burn it, Brennan. You're in, you're in Michigan. I am in Michigan. Just burn it. Just burn it. It's too wet to burn, Josh. It's too wet. No, it's There's not. No, it's not. I. It was raining outside. All you do. My is neighbors you take are all gonna gas. hate me because they're gonna smell the the. Oh wait, it's cardboard. It goes up quick. You just take your gas gas can, just drench. You have my gas can. Make a huge pile. Drench it with gas. Make that. your little line of gas so you can show your children how cool you are, like I did I'm, yesterday. I'm very cool, yeah. Big, big line of gas. Light the match so they can see the the, fl- the flame trail go to it and then explode. 
and then you got like you maybe out can there I, for like can I be even cooler? Can I can I put some like vodka in my mouth and like spray fire into it? I can don't I shoot, recommend can I, doing can that. I dull unless, seam it? Can but, I dull seam it? You know what? Go ahead. Go ahead. Do it. All right. I'll see you guys maybe next week on the pod. Yeah. From the, from the burn ward (laughs) (laughs) at Michigan mercy. As I say yoga fire and I spit the Kirkland brand vodka in, into the fire pit and it catches me a flame. (laughs) Oh shit. All right. Well, I hope all your guys' uh, bowl dreams came true. I hope uh, everyone's getting rid of their Christmas trash. Um, and I hope everybody's prepared for what's still going to be a pretty wild off season. Again, announcements. Get about there, boys. Let's just get this shit rolling. It's going to be a hot. Uh, it's going to be a hot pod next week as we discuss all the roster turnover and additions. Yeah, it could be some hot takes on that one. I, I mean, I'm. I want to celebrate the arrival of Sam Hartman much in the same fashion I did when Jimmy Clausen committed. Uh, with a stretch was, Hummer. It was lots of shots, lots of shots saluting Clausen and his entire family. Lots of shots. All right. Well, thanks for listening. <laughs> Gator Bowl champion fans. And Leave us uh, reviews. as always. Yeah, get over to Apple Podcasts. Don't be lazy. I mean, we, we got people on here leaving their second, third, fourth, fifth fucking review over here. These are these are warriors. Be a warrior. Get over there to Apple Podcasts. Leave a rating. Leave a review. Whatever you leave, we're going to read. I mean, just go ahead and lay it out there. Be a part of the show. Sidetrack us. It's not that hard, but it's a lot of fun. Forge you. For Brendan, for everybody over at One Foot Down, thanks for listening, and as always, go Irish.